presentation from Alive 105, live and local. It's Friday night, and time for Derby Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, it's Friday night, and we're uh, fortunate to have another playoff game here uh, in Derby. Coach Clark, uh, Coach Wietrich have both come up to join us. Uh, guys, talk to us a little bit about last week's first-round playoff game against Wichita Southeast. Big victory. Uh, talk to us about special teams and your offense, Coach Clark, and then uh, we'll let Coach Wietrich chat up about his defense. Um, special team-wise, uh, I mean, I could break it down. Kickoff, we weren't too happy with. Um, they got some returns on us. I mean, not huge returns, but we weren't, you know, getting them inside the 20. Um, could have been a little bit that, you know, usually when we scheme a kickoff return team, um, our kids have certain positions that, that they key and they know where the return's going, you know. And uh, there really wasn't that opportunity this year because they were just kind of just everywhere and stuff like that. So our kids kind of had to keep the – Feels spread a little bit, and uh, so stuff like that. Um, our punt return team, uh, we had one big punt return uh, by Reed, almost got it into the end zone. Um, we got to the punter twice on on uh, uh, going for blocks, but it, we got there too quick, and the kids didn't know what to do, so they tried to tackle the punter. Uh, they they it, it, weird case scenarios, but special teams are. I really wasn't too happy about. Um, and then offense, uh, I, I thought our offense played well. I think we had uh, 25, 27 snaps total on offense. Um, you know, we, we tried to keep the ball out of uh, Lim's hands uh, or, or so so he wasn't going to get hurt. Um, we tried to limit the carries that, that Dylan got. I thought our offensive line blocked well is probably the, the – the most pancakes that our offensive line uh, ha- has got collectively during a game. Um, there was a, there was two or three plays where we had three guys with their guy on the ground, um, but uh, and and I thought our receivers played well. Um, you know, I think Lim was three for three passing. I think uh, against May South he was six for six. So he's you know batting a thousand right now for for throwing the last two games. So, but uh, we we only threw three passes with him. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, our effort was there. Even on special teams, I thought our effort was there. Um, but, uh, I mean, the film was good, but there was a couple corrections that we had to make. But uh, um, the, I, I was happy with what, with what we did. But there wasn't really much to go off of. Uh, defense was pretty happy with the way we, uh, we came out and played. You know, we came out and were aggressive with them as far as our play calling, and we, we sent a lot of pressures. One thing to, one thing to challenge the defense this week was, was get back to, you know, I felt like the last couple of weeks we kind of got a little lackadaisical in our pressures, and we were, you know, trying to sometimes if we, if we felt like they picked our pressure up, we kind of give up or we try to redirect instead of just going through stuff. And uh, we were catching blocks a little bit instead of going through blocks, and I really challenged our guys on defense to get back to how we – how we won run pressures, and they did a pretty good job. I think um, you know our tackling um, was a little bit less than to be desired. I think we had a couple plays. They had one one decent run. You know, tailback was pretty decent last week, and 
uh, we had a, we had a pretty good pressure dialed up. We had guys unblocked, guys there, and um, pretty sound tacklers. Usually, we had a couple missed tackles on them, and they, they they had some yards just on the ground that way. But otherwise, thought we, we played we did a good job of playing in their backfield. We had a lot of tackles for loss. We were just playing base and running football, and uh, um, thought our pursuit was pretty good for the most part. Our D line responded really well. I think we had another solid week of our D line continuing to get better. Um, and that was important this week. And, and once again, this week, leading up to tonight, you know, this game against Gardner, uh, the message is going to be our D-line has to improve. Our D-line, it's going to be, it starts with them, and that's going to be the game. So if our D-line continues to grow and get better, um, we're putting ourselves in a good position to go out and beat a good, really good team tonight. You know, Coach, I got a, I got a two-pronged question for you. Uh, number one, uh, you talked about pancake blocks by your offensive line. Explain to our listeners a little bit what a pancake block is. And the other part of the question, uh, you know, we're into daylight savings time or whatever you want to call it anyway. It's dark at 530. So how does that impact your practice? Well, pancake blocks are, uh, you know, what we call when offensive lineman puts a guy on his back, you know. And uh, it's something fun. It's something you – some teams keep track of. We don't, but we point them out. We get excited for the kids. And and when you have three guys doing it on one play, when you got – you know, got three guys on their back and our guys just drive – you know, usually it takes a guy – you have to drive them backwards and then eventually they have to pretty much fall down. So uh, – uh, pancakes are, are something fun for the, the offensive line. Obviously, you're talking about food. You know, we, we've talked about uh, having the offensive lineman award every game. And I think actually Coach Olmstead is ordering this. He's going to order a chain and uh, somehow put a syrup bottle on the chain so the offensive lineman can wear and take a picture or whatever. I mean, it's just fun stuff. I mean, uh, offensive line is not a sexy position. All you're doing is blocking guys. People are trying to uh, get off you. I mean, you're never scoring touchdowns. You're never throwing the ball. You're never, uh, you know, dating the cheerleaders or anything like that. You're an offensive lineman. So uh, it's, uh, um, it's, it's, it's something that we just try to, try to have have fun with those guys and uh we've got a great group of kids uh we were talking earlier before we started about you know alex key um i bet you a third of his blocks are pancakes and we haven't had an offensive lineman go through this system that that has blocked as well as he has and vickers had a great game um uh, i thought dylan Kahn played well um, was getting some pancakes for the, you know, one of his best games. And then, you know, we, we've got Mitchell Johnson at, at right tackle and, uh, um, he kind of won the position, uh, over and, uh, um, he was, he was decent. It, he was one of those kids. He's a sophomore, one of those kids that you say he's got a lot of potential. He's got the size, uh, he's got the speed, the athletic ability, the strength now, um, the height, and it was at the beginning of the season. It was the potential we saw, and now we don't talk about him having potential. We talk about him playing well. You know, it's it's not like he's he's going to be good. He's starting to get good now. So it's not one of those where you say, well, he's going to be good in the future. Well, he's finally starting to get there, and uh, that's kind of why our offensive uh, offensive crew is clicking because the offensive line's really coming together. We got Chris Thompson too, but uh, even Mitchell got some of his uh, first pancake blocks. But anyways. Um, that and then with daylight savings time, uh, it gets dark real quick. Uh, we we practice at the stadium now, which the kids love. It kind of starts practice a little later because we got to go through you know traffic and all that, and we can't just walk out of, out of our locker room. 
But the kids love it because we can play music. We play music at the stadium. The lights come on. There's something really cool about playing, you know, practicing underneath the lights. And uh, um, I don't know. It, it's something cool about practicing in the stadium, too, where you play games. A lot of teams practice where they play. We don't. We practice at the high school. So so that's always fun for the kids, too. So, um we're we're just practicing there, but it's business as usual. You know, I mean, nothing else has changed except except for just where we practice. Coach Clark, uh, I think it was Wednesday night. You and I were chatting after practice that uh, you know we're at that point of the season that uh, you know these kids, particularly the seniors, this could be the last week of football for them. I know some of the kids always reminisce about uh, their past and and how much they love derby football and the things they miss and and that brings us to the point. I know you do some special things with uh, with these kids every year and uh, you know things that maybe all the fans don't know about. Talk to us a little bit about what you do to prepare these seniors for really uh, what they've done for the last four years in life? Well, I think uh, what, what sets our program uh, apart from a lot of programs is the character building our coaches do. And, and we have Kevin Chase, our, our culture coach, um, who's heavily involved. He's at a lot of our practices. He runs Thursday night meetings. Um, he does all, all of our leadership retreats and stuff like that. I mean, I, I could go on and on about, you know, uh, our seniors this year did a senior faith and leadership retreat. We talked about our faith. We talked about leadership. We uh, really bonded. We made goals, life goals, faith goals, football goals. Um, we fished. We had a lot of fun, but we, we were pretty serious, too. And uh, we draw upon that all the time. And then, uh, um, you know, something cool we did this week, we, we always have Thursday night meetings. And we always talk football, but there's always a life lesson within that, that football story that Kevin talks about. And uh, um, this, this Thursday, we lit the candle. And uh, we always light the candle either on our last home game or it could possibly be your last game that you ever play as a Derby Panther. I mean, Gardner Edgerton is really good. So uh, um, there's never been a year we have not, not lit the candle. So we light the candle, the kids talk. We tell the kids what's, what's ever said in here stays in here. You know, it's, it's uh, confidential, but it gets really emotional. I mean, we laugh, we cry. We, I mean, the seniors come up. It's pitch black dark. Uh, usually in the locker room, uh, we had to hold it in the auditorium so our kids could space out. But uh, um, it, it, it was good. And they talk about how much derby football means to them, how much their teammates, kids tell stories. Kids, it's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, it really brings the team together. And then something that we started about five or six years ago, six years ago, was our freshman father-son retreat. And we bring the fathers out. Uh, we, we thought one of our missing components was that our parents really did not get what this f- whole football program was about. It wasn't just about football. It was about culture. It was about character. It was about energy. It was about service. Uh, you know, all that stuff. And uh, um, we, th- we thought it, w- it would be very beneficial to do a father-son retreat as they were young, after their freshman year, usually the biggest drop-off is freshmen to sophomores. Those kids kind of figure out who wants to take zero hour, who doesn't, who wants to put in the effort. And we go out and do a, re, uh, a full-day retreat. And one thing they do is uh, they write a letter to each other, the father and the son. And, and the whole thing is based on father-son relationships and, and what to expect for Derby football the next three years of, of your life. And uh, um, this always when we write the candle – uh, or light the candle, um, 
the seniors go up into the press box and they're able to exchange those letters that both father wrote to son and son wrote to father. And uh, it's it's an unbelievable thing just to witness. Um, uh, it's usually a long letter, and it's about what they wanted to do in the next three years to make that person proud and what they thought of them. Uh, it gets super emotional. Um, and then they go out and to the field and say a little prayer and get a break, then they leave. But um, that's just kind of components that, that that we've added through the years to to our program and uh um this this week has been a good week not just fo- football practice film watching and effort and all that stuff uh i've i've really felt like our team has come together this week you know coach retrick uh, over the course of the season uh, you've talked a little bit about your uh defensive line you've talked a little bit about the super group of linebackers we have but we haven't you know we haven't really talked about your back four uh talk a little bit about the safeties and corners for us yeah a lot of times the guys in the uh the back end don't get a whole lot of attention you know cause, you know all the times every coach is out there is going to say it's uh, you know it always starts with the guys up front you know which is true which is true um but i mean there's as a as a as a back end player myself so i played secondary in college and stuff and uh, it's uh it's there's not a more lonely position sometimes when you are in coverage out there in space you know no one in the stands can see a d lineman mess up and misfit a block or you know even even sometimes if he gets you know manhandled by an offensive lineman and he gets totally just abused and and really gets driven back and the linebackers people in the stands can't see it everyone knows in the whole stadium if you got roasted on a play because that you are you are out there by yourself and everyone can see it so yeah, those guys. I mean, yeah, we don't we don't talk about them enough, and that's my fault. I, I have a, I have a really good back end with my safeties, leading with starting off with uh, you know Tanner Knox. He's he's been started for us the last uh, two two three years, and uh, you know he's he's a leader. He's a spark. He had an early ankle injury this year um, that kind of kept him out of some games early, but having him back has been has been has been great. Like I said, he he brings a spark. The guy plays very physical, very angry. Um, he runs alleys extremely well. He wants to hit people. Um, sometimes we're almost telling him, hey, you need to slow down a little bit and make sure it's not play action and you're not just like leaving guys wide open because uh, he wants to come up and feet. He wants to be a, he's a linebacker at heart. He wants to be a linebacker. He wants to hit. Uh, so sometimes we got to kind of tame him down a little bit. But then we got Case and Lindsey's playing our strong safety position. Um, another solid, solid. You know, just derby football guy. He's been in the program forever. His older brother was in the program, was an outside backer for us. Um, he's done everything we've asked, and, he, and he's he's gotten so much better this year. Not just this year, over the, the many years of him, um, he's really progressed. And there's there was times, even this last game, we're watching on film and, and just noticing how, how much better he is in his pedal and getting out of breaks and running. Um, he's really turned into a pretty good safety for us, and thankfully – uh, you know, he has because we've had some injuries. We had TK out, like I mentioned, um, Amari Ramirez, which is a senior that's just now um, getting kind of back at practice. With a, he has a big old brace on an elbow. He had a dislocated elbow um, in a game, and he tore his UCL, I believe. But they're going to brace him up. He's going to come and try back and, and try to help out as much as he can. Um, but Kaysen's been that guy. it has been rock solid and always ready to fill in. And, you know, not just on defense. He's a special teams guy. That's a He's a standard on most special teams. And, uh, he's just been a warrior for us and been very reliable, very consistent. So, yeah, those two guys, I mean, I mean they're tremendous at my safety positions. Um, at corner, I got, you know, I got Jameer. 
and I got Corey and those guys, uh, Corey Aikens and uh, Jameer Clemens. Those guys do a great job as well. They were, they're both juniors. Um, they're both kind of raw starting the season off, and it was kind of a challenge getting those guys game ready. Um, and like, like I mentioned, you know, there's a lot of there's a lies a lot of eyes on you, especially when you're in one on one coverage quite a bit. Um, and those guys hadn't had a whole lot of game reps at this level, and it's just been they've been getting better and better every week, getting better and better. And those guys are going to be something special, and they're and they're really turning on right now. And we're getting a lot more confident with those guys um, out there in their, those corner positions, and they're really enjoyable, great guys, you know, fun. Uh, of course, they give you your headache once in, every once in a while, but you know they're <laughs> they bring a little spice to life out there for us. But uh, no, our back end's really good, and uh, and I, I hope we continue continue on that. I hope that tonight we come out and those guys um, accept the challenge. It's a different challenge tonight. You know, it's going to be a lot of uh, you know a lot of run, 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 lull you to sleep, and then try to hit you over the top. And um, and we've talked all week, and our guys got to be disciplined and they got to show up tonight, and they they know that. So looking forward to it. Guys, this week we have Gardner Edgerton. Uh, talk to us about uh, all three phases of the ball game. Well, uh, special team wise, um, a little un- unconventional. Um, Mill Valley uh, game. You know, we we get you know beat by Mill Valley really bad. Two weeks later, they come back and beat Mill Valley. So, uh, you know, a lot of people think that that, that we're going to lose this week. But anyways, I mean, Mill Valley, uh, Mill Valley is doing all right against them. Then all of a sudden. Uh, um, they fake a punt. They they've got a, a, a lot of fake punts in there. So so uh, you don't play too many teams that uh, you know face a punt as often as they do. Uh, they'll line up and kick off. Um, they've got ten different onsides that they can kick. Uh, they've done it twenty different times. So uh, you know they're going to onside against us. Try to get the ball back. It, it, you know, we, off or uh, special team wise for us, we're a field position team. Uh, we're we're a team that wants to make them drive 80 yards to to try to get a touchdown. Um, they're they're a team that likes to roll the dice and say, hey, if it's a 50-50 chance, we're we're going to try to get the ball back so you guys don't even get the ball. So uh, different philosophy, and I, I can't tell you which one's uh, right, but uh, um, they do a good job of what they do. They're unconventional, but they they do a really good job on on special teams. Uh, defensively, form so many fronts we've seen. Uh, so many different players. They've got a D1 kid going to K-State, number seven. Uh, they've got their uh, Weiner, who's a DN, who also plays tight end for it, for him. Um, he's, he's also going to K-State. He's probably 6'7", 250. Uh, the, the, uh, the linebacker slash alpha backer that we call him, uh, number seven, he, he's going to K-State, and uh, he also plays running back for him. So... I think they've got like four guys that are going D1 on Gardner. <coughs> and a lot of those guys play both ways. So it seems like they always got three or four D1 kids uh, playing at one time. Uh, their D-line fires off. They they get into a three-man front, a four-man front. Uh, their linebackers are always blitzing. They're always going to bring pressure. Uh, they like to just man you up and, and roll the dice and send seven every time. Uh, if not seven, send six at least. So uh, um, they're a high-pressure defense. They they roll the dice just like they do on special teams, and uh, they want to get big stops. Uh, you know, they they may say you, uh, you you can get eight yards, you can get t- nine yards, ten yards if they dial up the wrong blitz, but they're also looking to get you in second and 15 or second and 16 by dialing up the right blitz. So uh, um, very good defense, probably one of the best defenses uh, we've seen. Uh, we, we got our hands full. We've had to prepare for a lot of different looks. 
thought our kids have had a good week of practice, but um, this is this is going to be a heavy task for for our offense. Offense plays is a really good football team. They. Uh, you know, they kind of run a lot of the flex variants on offense, you know, but uh, they're going to have a different little style to it, different little twist to it. Um, and most teams that are, are, are flex-ish, you know, if they're not really totally bought in and sold out for the flex, you know, they tend to not be very good at flex. Um, but this team can get in and out of flex. They can be a spread team. They can be a flex bone team. They can be a power team. Um, and they do all of those really well. Uh, like Coach mentioned, they obviously have some individual talent. They got – they got three guys that we're going to see uh, on their offense that that can they can do a lot of damage athletically to us. The running back number seven, um, very dynamic player, very good athlete. Um, the quarterback, the younger Weiner kid, um, six five freshman, but gets the ball out really good, quick release, accurate ball. And then the older Weiner kid, which is uh, number forty seven, tight end. I mean, there's there's just something to be said for being six seven. You know, our we don't, in our defensive unit we don't we don't have anybody close to six seven. So. Um, that that just that the the length and the reach of those guys getting on you quick is it's it's it takes sometimes a series to get used to that and, and the shock of holy cow you're really tall, so uh, you know so we, we got to overcome that we try to we try to talk to them about it we show them on film obviously and get them ready to roll but there's not really a good way to rep that a whole lot so uh, but they do they're gonna run the ball I mean I think they're gonna establish the run the, the coordinator. Um, Whoever's calling plays, they do a good job of being very patient. If they if they like something, they like a formation, they like how they like how we're lining up to something, and they're getting positive yards. I mean, they have no problem calling the same play three times in a row, and they're very much going to line up and just say, you know, if they think they have you, they think you have you outmatched on one side or the other, they're, they're just going to keep doing it. So, um, very very big task on our part is getting stops early on their side of the field uh, to get the ball back to our offense because if the ball gets to midfield. And they stay on schedule. They they're they're four down territory. They're, they've gone for it on fourth and seven on the, on their end of the field. They've gone for it a lot of fourth downs here. I mean they're 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 very uh they're, you know like coach said earlier he's gonna roll the dice. They're they're gonna they're gonna take some gambles. They're not afraid to take some risk. And fourth down and short for them is not that big of a risk. Uh, so uh, we got We got to make sure to get them off task. Get them get them stopped early on first down uh, to get them off schedule. And I think if we can stop the run. If our D-line plays well, we've been saying that the last couple of weeks, but it's true again. I mean, if our D-line plays well, I think we put ourselves in a pretty good, pretty good position to be successful tonight. How's our team health, Coach? Well, I think you heard uh, Coach Wietrich say that Amari's coming back. He really didn't have a full week of practice or anything like that, but he's getting healthier. Um, we actually had a, a couple scares with some close contacts, but those kids were uh, really not in contact with those kids. Those kids made sure if, that if they were going to go to class that they were six feet apart from, from everybody sitting in the class, which was good. Uh, we got a little banged up, got a little physical this week in practice. You know, we're pushing the kids. Uh, um, we're, we're pushing them, and I think they want to be pushed. Got a little banged up, but but for the most part, I, I think we're all right. Guys, as always, good luck tonight. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com, or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive 105 KDKQ.com. 
Well, good evening, Panther fans. Uh, this is Doyle Forbes, and along with Kevin Payne, we'll be giving you all the action for the second round of the playoffs between your Derby Panthers and the Burger Edgerton Trailblazers. Both teams come in with a five and two record, and uh, you know it's 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 going to be a very good game. We're probably five minutes away from the start, so. Let me take enough time to give you the starting lineups, and then we'll get into other things. For Derby, on the offensive side of the ball, the left tackle, junior Alex Key, 6'3", 270. Left guard, junior Jonas Vickers, 6'3", 290. Your center is going to be junior Dylan Kahn at 6'4", 280. Right guard is junior Chris Thompson, 6'2", 280. And the left, the right tackle, excuse me, is sophomore Mitchell Johnson at 6'4", 225. Tight ends are junior Drake Thatcher, 6'4", 190, and senior Reed Liston, 6'1", 185. One wide receiver, sophomore Caleb Brown Lansang, 6'2", 180, and junior Mercer Thatcher, 6'4", 185. Your quarterback is senior Lim Wash, 6'2", 205, and your running back is sophomore Dylan Edwards at 5'8", 155. Your specialist, long snapper, Reed Liston. The holder is Mercer Thatcher. The punter is Luke Stewart. And the extra point and field goals go to Scott Simmons or Grady Jessup. On the defensive side of the ball, on the defensive line, senior Caleb Gifford, 6'2", 195. Senior Isaac Swetnam, 6'2", 230. And junior Andon Carpenter. 6'1", 250. Outside linebackers, senior Luke Stewart, 6'2", 210. Senior Jace Jenkins, 5'9", 175. Your inside linebackers, senior Colson Searing, 6'2", 215. Senior Jack Heilman at 5'9", 200 pounds. Quarterbacks for tonight's game, junior Jameer Clemens, 6'155", and junior Corey Atkins at 6'175". Safeties, senior Kaysen Lindsey, 5'10", 170. And senior Tanner Knox at 5'11", 180. Those are your starting lineups as we have them. Uh, we should be in for a good ball game tonight. Well, well Doyle, you're right. It, it's another round of the state playoffs, which is a big deal. Derby playing Gardner-Edgerton, first time ever in the school's history that we play Gardner. You know, Doyle, they just did the coin toss. Gardner-Edgerton did win the toss. They've elected to defer to the second half. So the Panthers will uh, start tonight's ball game defending the uh, north end zone. And Doyle, the, the weather is kind of straightened up today. It's uh, 65 degrees at kickoff. Winds that have been brisk all day long are now uh, down at the south-southeast at about 10 miles per hour. So, you know, we, we uh, have really calmed down the wind situation and look forward to a big ball game. Yeah, it, it should be. I think both teams are jacked up and ready to go. Uh, I know, uh, you know, I don't know how much uh, good uh, information we got from playing southeast last week, but uh, I'm sure the coaches found a lot of good things that their team did. And uh, now they're going to take on a Gardner-Edger team that, uh, you know, like I said, they're 5-2 and two just, just like we are. And, you know, this, this is if you win, you go on. And this is one of those ball games that Gardner Edgerton's coach is Ryan Cornelis. And anyone that's uh, been around the ABCTL knows that this is a guy that coached at Hutchinson for several years. So we expect Gardner to show us a lot of wrinkles tonight, along with probably seeing some flex bone out of them. And Doyle, I know uh, Coach Ryan D. Craft is uh, the offensive line coach at Gardner. And, you know, he's a guy that uh, I grew up around. He was a, he was a neighbor in my neighborhood, and then uh, I, I coached middle school football with him. And he was uh, 
pleasant enough, enough to catch us tonight and uh, come up and visit with us a little bit. And uh, So, you know, there's some ties here that you know that uh, on both sides of the football, these two teams know each other. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, just just Cornelson and, and Decraft, that's enough right there because Cornelson's coached against Derby and uh, Decraft coached at Derby. So, you know, there, there's the, you know, this is the first time we played them, but it's not as uh, you know neither team knows anything about the other like it would be maybe under different circumstances. Well, and throw in Mark Semino, anyone that went knows K State football or professional football. Mark Semino played at both levels, played in, the, in professional football for many years with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's the linebacker coach at Gardner Edgerton as well as the strength coach. So you know they've got uh, a pretty good uh, system going in, over at Gardner now. You know, we're about ready to go. Uh, the clock got down to about a minute, and uh, they decided to get the game started. So it's going to start a couple minutes earlier than usual, but that's all right. We're in for a good one tonight. Back deep for the Panthers is Liston and Edwards. Just an onside kick. Panthers tried to catch it, and they fumbled it, and then it was a big pileup at about the 50. So Panthers did retain the football. Well, the kick return team, you know, you have that ability to come up and field before it goes 10 yards. Panthers expected this. They had their hands team out on the field, and, and the ball nearly got away from us. That would have been a big boost for Gardner Edgerton. Instead, the Panthers have the ball resting on the 50. But, you know, if, again, if, if you've been around Coach Cornelson, these are the kinds of things he does. He's unpredictable. Panthers show motion. Pitched it out to Edwards. He's going to get thrown for about a five-yard loss on first down. Now, it was an option play, and, 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 and you know, got to give Gardner Edgerton some uh, some kudos on the first play of the ball game because they put a hat on Lem Wash. He pitched the ball out to Edwards, and uh, he was bottled up for a five-yard loss. It was pretty much a one-on-one -on -one tackle out there in the forty-five-yard line on the far side of the field, and uh, again, it was a five, right at a five-yard loss. So Panthers are behind the chains at second and fifteen. Game just underway, eleven twenty to go in the first quarter. They're getting to the play on the sideline. They only got five seconds on the play clock, so they're going to have to hurry to get. And they did get it off again. A pitch to Edwards makes one, two guys miss. He's going to get back to about the 49, so it's going to be third down and 11. Well, you know, Gardner interesting. They've watched a lot of Derby game film, as well as we said Coach Decraft being over there. They know that Coach Clark is still a primarily a run-first offense, and uh, they know the two guys that are going to get their hands on the ball. They've done a good job on the first two plays, stopping this uh, very potent Panther offense. Well, it's not going to be not quite 11. It's going to be 10 and a half, but it's third down and long for the Panthers. First possession of the game, 10.30 to go in the first quarter. No score. Back to pass goes Wash. Gets rushed. Finds a couple of guys. Finds He completes it at about midfield. It's going to be fourth and 10. Well, and it was a it was a design screenplay, and it was a middle screen, and uh, again, Gardner Anderson sniffed the play out very quickly. So Panthers don't get anywhere. It's going to bring up a, a fourth and ten situation. Derby's first punt of the evening. Yeah, they they uh, had three plays and netted no yards on the play. So now Gardner Edgerton's going to get it. They're probably not going to have as good a field position as the Panthers did. They got their 
punt receiver standing back at about the 15-yard line. Low snap. Still nice high end over end by Stewart. It's going to hit, take a Panther bounce, and it goes out of bounds at about the 7-yard line. Well, give Luke Stewart a ton of credit. Just the ball was snapped low. He was able to stay composed, got off a very nice punt. As you said, the punt return guy just looked at it, fell over his head. It took a, a very nice Panther bounce, and uh, Gardner Edgers is going to have to start this, uh, this drive uh, way back in their own territory. Well, we've got – they had a tight end, Wiener, the quarterback's brother. His number was – 47, but now he's 77, so I'm assuming he's going to be the tight end on offense. They're coming up in a flex bone. They give it to the tailback, and he gets hit and dropped for, I don't know, a couple three-yard loss on first down. Well, how about this? The quarterback for, for Gardner Edgerton is Asher Wiener, a freshman, 6'5", 192 pounds. Doyle, he's got a brother that I believe is 6'7", that plays tight end, and he comes from a great pedigree. His dad played at K-State when Coach Clark was there and then went on and played for the Atlanta Falcons. So this kid, uh, you know, how do you feel if you're a freshman and you're starting at a at a, at a uh, 6A program? Second down and 14 for the Trailblazers. Panthers are rushing a player on. Uh, Clemens had to come off. I don't know why. Uh, maybe his equipment or something, but he had to come off. They rushed uh, Ramirez on the field. Again, they give it straight ahead. It's gonna, not going to get back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to be third and long. And, Kevin, I, I think in my research on Gardner Edgerton, their offensive line, they had to replace all but one of them. So you're, that you're, might be a weak spot for them. You're exactly right. They have one starter returning from last year's team four defensively. Again, you got a freshman quarterback in a big game situation. Third and 13, deep in their own, on the five-yard line. 8.44 left. No score. First possession for Edgerton. Wiener, the quarterback, back to pass. Just a quick pass over the middle. And it, the, evidently, the receiver fell down. It's incomplete. Well, he threw it in a place that was uh, it looked like it could have been an easy pick, but more importantly, we had a lot of pressure on uh, on the quarterback on the play. And again, we got we got to remember, yeah, this is the seventh, eighth game of the year, but this is a freshman quarterback, and you know that you got to do a lot of growing. Well, you're a Gardner Edgerton team that missed the first two games of their season due to COVID, so the Panthers and uh, Gardner Edgerton both have that uh, thing in common. Panthers are going to should get good field position if they punt it. Fathers blocked it. Touchdown, Panthers. I think Reed Liston, I believe, fell on the ball, but the Panthers got in immediately, blocked the punt. Reed Liston falls on it just like that. The Panthers are on the board. So with 8.26 to go, the Panthers take a 6-0 lead on a blocked punt and a recovery in the end zone. Well, if you're Gardner Edgerton and you travel all the way to Derby, yeah, you know, I know the kids were already asking Coach Decraft, what's it like to play in Derby? Well, maybe not like it is pre-COVID, but you don't want to start off uh, with the Panthers in that kind of situation. Simmons is on to attempt the extra point, the all-important extra point, I might add. It's up, and it's right down Broadway. So Panthers take a 7-0 lead with 8.26 to go in the first quarter. 
Well, we got a minute. Tonight's broadcast, Derby Panther football on Alive 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM, is sponsored in part by these great local derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, The Derby Informer, Biddles Automotive, Derby Public Library, D&B Service Center, and Shelton Collision Repair. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Without these local businesses, we could not bring you Panther football on Friday night, so we thank them. Well, Doyle, just to expand on what I was saying, I talked to Coach Decraft for about a half hour last night. He said, you know, one of the things, being a Derby guy, he said, the, the kids here want to know, what's it like playing in Derby? And he said, you know, it, it's an experience. And he said, you know, unfortunately, you're not going to get the full experience. But, you know, I look down here tonight, uh, you know, for what we can allow in, this is a very uh, rambunctious crowd here tonight at the Panther Stadium. Yes, uh, what it, it's a small crowd, but it's it's – Pretty noisy. Not near like we would see under normal times. High end over end. It backs the receiver up to the five. He's out to the 10, 15, and gets hit and dropped at about the 24, maybe 25-yard line. Drew Casada on the return for Gardner. Well, that was Miles Wash, Lim's uh, younger brother on the tackle for the Panthers. Miles just a sophomore. This will be the second uh, uh, our time for the Panther defense to be on the field. As we said, they made they forced uh, Gardner Edgerton to three and out a block punt for a score. Eight twenty left in the first. Panthers lead seven zero. They give it to the tailback. He gets to the outside. He gets a big hole. He's got to be caught. He's inside Panther territory. Finally dropped at about the forty five. It was just it was just a, a complete sweep. Uh, from our side to the far side. Yeah, there wasn't anything fancy about it, but uh, as, as you could tell, the Panthers were kind of bunched in tight. Once he hit the edge, uh, you knew he was going to pick up big yardage. All the way down to the Panther 34. Again, they're, they're in a, a hutch offense. Now they're going with split backs. They pitch it straight back. And he gets inside the 25 to about the 27, probably, or inside the 30 to about the 27. That was Devontae Pritchard, a senior, six foot, 196 pound tailback. Well, this guy goes both ways. He's committed to K State, and from my understanding, primarily as a defensive guy, but quite an athlete. So, so far, they've been in a flex bone, and then they give it on a handoff. Or our guy just missed him on the outside, and he's going to get a first down and more down to about the 20. Now, the Panthers have seen the flex bone. I mean, it's not anything new to them. The difference is Coach Cornelius will hop in that. He'll hop into multiple uh, different offenses where, you know, when you play uh, a campus or a Hutchinson, they're going to stay primarily in the flex. Well, so far, that's what we've seen is pretty much the flex, flex bone offense or formation, and we're still seeing it. They give it straight ahead to the tailback, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe they're going to give him a pretty good spot. Maybe picked up a yard on first down. That Gardner Edgerton got down here on on what wasn't a fancy play at all. It was just a, a, a for for the old schoolers. It was student body right. And, uh, he got to the edge and picked up 
about 40 yards. Looks like Casada is bringing a play in from the sidelines. I think that's what Coach Cornelison's doing. He's running players in and, and calling the plays from the sideline. Again, they give it to the tailback. A little bit of misdirection. He's going to pick up a couple, maybe three. He'll be third and about five. Uh, credit the Panther defense on closing the gap very quickly because as he cut inside, it looked like he was going to have a huge opening to go through. Panthers closed that opening very quickly and brings up a third and seven. Again, it's uh, 6-17, 6-15 to go in the first. Panthers lead 7-0 on a blocked punt. Edgerton got down to this part of the Panther field with a big gain on first down on a sweep. Again, they'd run it again. This time, Panthers stuff it. They're going to lose a yard. It's going to be fourth down, probably six, maybe seven for Gardner-Edgerton. Uh, it comes up to decision time. You're definitely in four-down territory, but I, I don't know what kind of kicker Gardner-Edgerton has. Uh, we, you know, we don't see him kick off. I mean, he, you know, primarily, these are guys that, Kick a lot of onside kicks. They they don't want to kick to deep guys. So we'll see what the call is here by Coach Cornell's fourth and seven. Now they're in triple wide receivers, one to the far side. Pistol formation. Kirby's going to give him five yards. Yeah, unfortunately, we just got a little bit aggressive and jumped off sides. That was Jenkins on the near side. So that's going to make that that opens their playbook largely now. Now it's only fourth and two instead of fourth and seven. Well, what you were pro probably in was a passing situation. Now you look at it and you go, hey, we can go to the RPO. We got a lot of different things. Well, they'll, they'll come, they're coming out in a totally different formation. It's back to the flex bone. Fourth down and about two. They show motion. The Gardner's going on a lot of hard counts. Now they're going to, somebody called a timeout. I, I, the official Gardner Edgerton called the timeout. So 5:08 to go, fourth down and two. Panthers lead 7-0. Well, as we said, Coach Cornelison knows this Panther offense. They know Coach Clark. You don't want to get down here inside the red zone, not be able to put points on the board, or you know. And, and as potent as Derby's offense is, they turn around and put more on. Boy, that the wind can let leave the sail pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I don't know whether they're going to get this on fourth down or not, but it sure would have been a lot harder for them if, if we wouldn't have given up the five yards. But, you know, that's just part of it. That was an aggressive, you know, our guy was just being aggressive, anticipating the snap, and, uh, you know, that's just the way football is. And as Coach Cornelison looked at it, you said it. He came out after the penalty, and he went back to the flex bone. And uh, I think they start thinking about it. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's uh, let's go back and draw up uh, uh, something different. Well, Coach Cornelison's a lot like Coach Guzman is over at Mays. You don't know what he's going to do. He does a lot of unorthodox things. Anyways, fourth down and about two. They're, they're lined up in a flex bone. I'm sure they got something going. Back to pass. Touchdown. No, he dropped it. Incomplete. Hey, I was going to say, I didn't think it was caught. We almost, we really should have had a penalty called on Gardner, but in, instead, Panthers are going to take over. It looked like Gardner had a guy in motion a little bit before the ball was snapped, and he threw the ball up. A guy had it in his hands, and when he hit the ground, it popped out. It was a well-thrown ball. The guy should have caught the ball, but as he came to the ground, he couldn't hang on to it. And the official's right there, and you can see the ball 
go out of the end zone. So big break for the Panthers. Nice break for Derby on that deal. Because that sure was the tying score. 5.06 left. Panthers dodged a bullet. It's 7-0 Derby. We'll see. We'll see how the offense goes after a net gain of zero yards the first time they had it. They're deep in their own territory. Wash, he finds a bit of a crease, makes a guy miss, gets out to about the 25, should be close to a first down. Well, if you're Gardner Edgerton, when, they, when Lamb decided to tuck inside, he was mad and carried some Gardner Edgerton players for about three yards. It was, it was hello, Mr. Wash. First and 10 Panthers, 450 left. Again, Panthers are leading early in the first quarter. Again, Wash cuts it up the middle, picks up six, seven, about almost 10 yards on first down. Now, that's going to be another first down, and I'll tell you what, Noel, Lim Wash is the key to this offense tonight because you, you start worrying too much about Dylan Edwards, and Lim Wash will kill you with his feet. Well, he, he sure got us that time. He had two plays, and both of them have been probably 22 yards on, in two plays. We're out to the 35, first and 10, leading 7-0. Wash and Edwards in the backfield. Back to pass goes Wash. Got lots of time. Got got a guy in the flat. Picks up probably six yards on the play. It looked like uh, Caleb. No, it's Trayvon Rose on the reception. And that's what the Panthers have to be able to do. They have to be able to mix in a few pass plays here and there to keep Gardner Edgerton honest. Second down and about three. Panthers forty-two. They give it to Edwards, makes a couple guys miss, but he didn't get very far there. Uh, to me, they're obviously early in the game anyway. They're keying on Dylan Edwards. Now they're going to give him a really good spot. They give him a couple yards on the play, but you're exactly right. They're going after Dylan Edwards. Looks like they're about a yard, maybe a yard and a half of football length away from a first down. they got to get to their own 45. It's third down a yard, a little over a yard for a first down for the Panthers. Every Edgerton player is within five yards of the of the uh, line of scrimmage. Wash just snuck it, got in behind the big hogs, and he picked up four or five. Which, which we've seen more this year than I've seen out of Coach Clark in the last ten years is the quarterback going up under center. And you had to think on that play when you saw Lim go up under center that you know what, he's just going to drive the legs and pick up this first down. Got all the way out to the 47-yard line. That was well, he only needed to get to the 45. First and 10, Panthers lead again, 7-0. Again, Wash cuts up the middle, gets out past the midfield mark, and gets down to about the 40, I'm going to say the 48-yard line. So he picked up five on first down. Well, this is a Gardner-Edgerton team short. I mean, we've got a couple of tall kids out there, but really not very big in stature. And, and keep in mind, they got four or five guys going both ways. Second five for Gardner. Panthers lead 7-0. They're on the Gardner 48-yard line. Wash and Edwards in the backfield. Panthers show motion. And we moved on the outside. It's going to be five yards on the Panthers. Panther Snyder in, in, in their sharp, all-black uniforms with the Kelly Green helmets uh, 
a really neat look. Uh, Gardner Edgerton has got their black pants with white jerseys and white helmets. Uh, a neat, a neat color matchup tonight. It's going to be second and nine. Goes from second and four to, well, I guess second and ten. Second and five to second and ten for the Panthers. And the Panthers were in a stacked receiver set that time, and when when our guy went in motion, the front receiver moved, and uh, that's. I mean, the official was right on the spot. It was a good call. Still in the same set. Back to pass goes Edwards. Got a man over. Reed listed, caught inside the 30, down to about the 29. Wow. And again, you can't draw it up any better. Lim Wash did an incredible job that time on, on avoiding a tackle. And he, he's got this ability to do kind of a jump pass and, and just spot on to Reed Liston on the run. Very nice pitch and catch. Clock moving, 135 left in the first quarter. Panthers lead 7 0. They have it first and 10 on the Edgerton 29 yard line. Edwards, this time he breaks into the clear a little bit, picks up maybe three or maybe four on first down. They're, they're watching Dylan very close. They're watching Dylan very closely, and we've said it before. Dylan goes maybe 140 pounds. You know, Dylan's one of those kids that he doesn't believe it. If, if you ask Dylan, he'd probably tell you he's 220 because he runs. If he has to, he's going to lower his shoulder and try and run you over. Well, the thing about Dylan, you can you can stop him, stop him, stop him, and then he'll bust one on you. So you got you can't let up on him. Panthers show motion. Ed Wash gets to the outside. He's going to get knocked out of bounds short of the 20. It's going to be third down and about three. And Lim that time again just kind of darts out of bounds after he uh, picks up his yardage. But they're taking that option play away. They're they're really watching Dylan Edwards. Well, the way he's gained yardage the last couple three games, I think you gotta you gotta scheme that because, and I'm sure the coaches are gonna they're gonna adjust that. Third about three for the Panthers. They show motion. Looks like Thatcher goes from the left side to the right side. Liston in motion, back to pass. Got Liston, should be a first down. Well, again, that's one of those design plays that your receiver knows exactly how much he has to get to pick up the first down. Well-conceived play as, as Reed came in motion to the right side, just ran a quick slant pattern. Wash was right on target. First and 10 from the 17. 35 seconds, clock moving. Panthers lead 7-0. It's a fast first quarter because, really, there haven't been any incompletion. Only one incompletion, and every other play has been – a running play, so the clock hadn't been able to stop. Edwards stumbles forward, gets down inside the 15, maybe to the 14. But once again, that, you know, nowhere for Edwards to run on the play, but you're spot on when you said you're, you're going to stop him an X amount of times, but at any given moment, he, he's going to bust one on you. Yeah, you make a mistake, and this might that, that was probably the last play of the first quarter, I'm going to guess. And that ends the first quarter. Panthers deep in Gardner-Edgerton territory at about the 14. They lead 7-0. This Panther football on a live 105. KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back.
Since 1985, DMV Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include alignment, towing, engine maintenance, electrical services, and tires. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Britain in Derby, they can get you back on the road in no time. More information on services that DMV Service Center has to offer can be seen at dmvservicecenter.com or by calling 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday or 8 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. DMV Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby high school athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium ready to start. Quarter number two. Panther 7-0 and they're driving. This drive started at about the Panther 14-yard line, so they've moved it pretty methodically down inside the 15 to about the 14, where they'll have second and about seven and a half. Yeah, Gardner Edgert had the ball deep in Derby territory. Panthers were able to stop them, so this is a big, big momentum swing if Panthers can score. Second and about eight. Quick pass to the flat, complete, inside the 10-5. Touchdown, Panthers. Very, very nice play again. Panthers mixing in the run and the pass, and uh, Lem Wash so far. I think last week, goal he was three for three. He only had to throw the ball three times, but tonight uh, he's on fire once again. Let's read listed on the reception. It's just a quick pass out in the flat. Reed, he hit him in stride, and Reed was able to take it on into the end zone. Now Reed made a nice acceleration after he caught the ball and uh, was able to take it in. Simmons in for the extra point attempt. It's up. And it is good. So with 11:53 left in the half, Panthers take a 14 to nothing lead over Gardner Edgerton. Well, we said it. You don't come into Panther Stadium and get your heads down this quick. And you know, Coach Cornelius has been in that boat over at Hutch coming to Derby. And and I'm, I guarantee you, what he's talking to him right now is, guys, we had a block punt. We did this. We did that. Get your get your heads back in the ball game. And I, I know you and I. For of all people, we don't think this game's over. Oh no, 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 no! We got a long ways to go. We got nearly a whole second quarter back, all but seconds, seven seconds of the second quarter, and a whole second half. So no, this game is. Not you're right. That was a really over. quick first quarter, and and you know I think if anything, Gardner Edgerton needed that quarter to end to get some rest. I kept looking out at some of these players that are going both ways, and they looked like they were getting gassed because there wasn't any stoppage in play. It was just up and down the field. I, I think they might, and I can't remember for sure, but I think they lost a lot of players for transfer once the COVID thing happened. So I think that's forced them into this six, five, six, four. I don't know how many players they got, but. You know, it's odd to see players going both ways in a 6A program. Well, initially, the, the Kansas City group said there will be no football this year. So I, I think you're right. Several of the kids panicked and transferred out of district. The Panthers will be kicking off from their own 40, far side hash. Looks like Simmons. Yep, Simmons will be doing the kicking. She approaches. High end over end, it drives the, it's into the end zone, so that'll bring it out to the 20. That was a nice punt by Scott Simmons. Well, we've seen that this year, that Simmons has shown a lot of leg. 
Keep in mind, last week he played in a soccer game and showed up, uh, you know, midway through the first quarter. So this is uh, this is another one of those kids that's a, a real gamer. Yeah, that's pretty cool that he played a soccer game and then come out and played a football game on the same day. I, you got to like that. You know, Doyle, you know it's a nice night for football when we're in the press box. John Kellen's up here with a short sleeve shirt on and no heater on. And the window open. First of 10, quarterback on a keeper. He gets stopped maybe for a yard gain. And, Kevin, I can see just, just by that ball, he's not very fast. No, not super fast. And, uh, again, just a freshman. You know, he, he's growing into that big body of his. And, uh you know, the Panthers, uh, they're, they're keeping the heat on him. Picked up maybe a half yard. It'll be second, nine and a half. Again, they're in, they're in a little bit different set. Quick pass to the flat. And it was a little bit high for the, re the intended receiver, so it's going to be second, third down, excuse me, and about nine, nine and a half yards to go for a first down. Well, and you so know what, what, what you got to realize, a freshman, he could be, he could literally be 14, 15 years old going against some seniors that could be 19 years old. So yeah, no big kidding. difference in uh, maturity. That, that's a, you know, Panthers lead this one 14-0. We're 11 minutes and 14 seconds to go in the first half so this this might be a big down for edgerton because panthers if they can shut them down here they might get pretty good field position if they get the ball they've got trips to the near side back to pass over the top and it's out of bounds so it's going to be fourth down it was intended for ethan reynolds and they had a receiver that gotten a little bit behind our defensive back but the ball was Throwing well out of bounds, Doyle. This brings up a fourth down and, and nearly ten situation, punting into a little bit of a win. I guess they're going to punt. It's going to be a quick punt, a pooch type. Panthers aren't buying it really. No, they still got the quarterback in. Now they shift into a short punt formation. High snap. Not a very good punt. Not very good at all. It goes out of bounds at about the 42-yard line of Edgerton. Well, they were in, a, as you said, a short punt formation, and the ball was snapped high. And he, he did that old rugby kick. I mean, he had to kick it off the side. Not, not a good punt. Panthers are going to have excellent field position. They haven't spotted it yet, but it looks like they're going to spot it at about the 42-yard line of Edgerton. So right, Panthers go. now lead 14-0 and have great field position to put another one in the end zone. And they, like I said, Gardner Edgerton's trying to take Dylan Edwards out of the game, but Lim Wash is hurting him with his feet and his arm so far. Trips to the far side, single wide out near side. Now we show motion. Back to pass goes Lim Wash, throws it up. Just out of the reach of the intended receiver at about the 10-yard line. And I think it was it was intended for Drake Thatcher out there, and it was just out of his reach, or that would have been uh, six points because Thatcher had gotten about a step on the defensive back. Yeah, Drake's 6'4", brother's 6'5". Like I said last week, I'd hate to have their grocery bill. Well, you know, I said before the game, we were down on the field, and we're looking around going, what on earth has happened to kids because – they, they didn't raise them that way when we were in high school. There's just so many kids down there that are over six foot three that uh, they all just blend in together. 
Second and 10, Panthers lead 14-0, just under 11 minutes left in the half. Back to pass again. Wash has made a couple, then he slipped down. He's going to lose, it looks like, 10 yards, maybe more. Uh, he's going to lose at least 10 yards on the play. There just wasn't anywhere to go, and he tried to reverse field, and uh, <laughs> there's too many white helmets in the way. There, there was so many white helmets, we had to be trying to set up a screen because if, if, if we weren't setting a screen, then we got no blocking up front. So we had to be setting up a screen. Yeah, third and 22, and uh, yeah, not not how you want to draw that one up. Panthers got less than 10 seconds on the play clock, and they don't have a play in. They're going to call no, time. They got to call timeout. Yeah, and they, I think that just, was designed. Lim went out there, and you could see him barking out the hard count, hoping to get five, but Coach Clark was standing right by the official, ready to call the timeout. Well, it's 10.09 left in the half. Panthers lead 14 0. And while we got a break, tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on a live 105, KDKQ 1059 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling. Radio Shack of Derby, Derby Recreation Center, Riverside Cafe of Derby, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, and DM Mechanical Heating and Air. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. As we say, we thank these great sponsors. Well, this will be an interesting call by uh, Coach Clark. You got third and 22 here after the timeout. Uh, we know Coach Clark has a lot of uh, tricks up his up his sleeve. He's got a 22-yarder in his bag. Reed Liston. It's going to be. I, I, I think, think Derby was heading forward. I, I really think Reed Liston may have been turned upfield too soon. He was, and that's who called it, the near side line judge. So that's going to be another five yards. So this great field position is turned into, really, it's, I mean, we're all the way back to our own 41. We, we started this drive on the Edgerton 42, and we're back on our 41. That's been their, uh, one, of, one of their better offensive plays is the penalties against Derby. So it's going to be, uh, it looks like third down and 27 with 10.08 to go. Well, we're down below 10 seconds to go on the play clock, so if we don't want to have to use another timeout, we're going to have to hurry. They get the playoff. Wash. Oh, oh he put the ball on the ground. Edward Edgerton's put the ball. going to score on the play. Touchdown. It, it was it – was, Wash was trying to get the play in too quick. He never really had time. And Gardner Edgerton was all over his back, and then he coughed up the football. And when he did, all that was there was three or four Gardner Edgerton guys. It was pretty obvious they were going to scoop it, take it in for the touchdown. Well, yeah, and you know that's that's a turnover apiece for both teams. And well, now what it looked like the Panthers could go up by three scores, turned around and due to a lot of penalties and a couple sacks, Gardner Edgerton comes up with seven. It's now 14-6 with 9.57 left. That that was just a, a, a good defensive stand by Gardner Edgerton with a little help from Derby. 
Yeah, and that's uh, those are those things that Coach Clark, uh, you know, driving batty after after penalty after penalty, and then you know sometimes in those situations we'd use the timeout, and, and you know you, you're having trouble getting the play in. Lim uh, Lim was trying to do too much with with what he had. Yeah, he he. Uh, I'll tell you what we he he had pressure on him all three plays. I mean, lots of pressure. Uh, again, I think one of them was a, probably a screen pass, but I don't know about the other two. Yeah, and like I said, you know, we Lim's a senior quarterback. He 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 can look down and see the twenty-five second clock, and I'm sure all of a sudden he's looking, thinking, "Get me the ball, snap me the ball," because play clock was down to one second. It just was an ill-conceived play from the uh, start. Panthers are going to receive the football. They now only lead 14-7 with 9.57 left. That that was a big shot in the arm for the Trailblazers. Uh, you know, you can't hardly beat that on the road to come up with a turnover and a touchdown. Well, and how, what a difference. Panthers have the ball down there. You could could have been down 21 to nothing. Exactly. So now, that, all of a sudden, you're back in the ball game. We said Gardner-Edgerton, we expect them to kick onside kicks every single time tonight. And, that you know, that, that, uh, that was a 14-point swing just in very little time. I don't know what Gardner's doing in the sideline. I mean, they've been over there for 30 seconds. Now they're finally out. Panthers have been out on the field for 30 seconds. Now Panthers return guys are standing about the 20-yard line, and we've got a hands team up on the front line. So nothing, uh, you know, nothing that the Panthers don't expect. Yeah, they, they're they're ready for this, so they got to be ready. And, and uh, again, like you said, they've got their hands team up there. So we'll see how it works. And it's just a little pooch. Panthers recovered at about their own 43-yard line. Now, Panthers worked on that all week long. And, you know, those front line guys, even though they're hands guys, I guarantee you, Coach Clark told him, cover the football up. You don't try anything fancy. Don't do anything uh, that you should. Going to be first and 10 for the Panthers. They got great field position on their own 47. See if they can do a little bit different than they than the last time they had the ball. They just went straight backwards. Again, Wash finds a nice crease, 40. 35 gets pushed out of bounds at about the Edgerton 35. Yeah, and then, once again, you, that was a play that he could have done whatever he wanted with the football, but Gardner Edgerton sold out, let him cut inside. You know, Lim Walsh is a type athlete. He's going to take advantage of it. He had a nice running lane there, but they had, they had to cover uh, Edwards on the outside, so that created the little bit of a running lane. Nice gain. Panthers now have it on the 35 of Edgerton. They lead 14-7. Back to pass goes Wash. Caught. I couldn't pick up a number. It's going to be close to the first down. Looks like might have been Drake Thatcher on the catch. Uh, just another quick slant route by uh, Thatcher, so it picks up about seven. But more importantly, as we said, it keeps you honest on the defense. you gotta, you got to be prepared to uh, fight every fight that uh, Derby offers. Second three, a little bit of a reverse to Reed Liston. First down inside the 20, inside the 15. Man, that was uh, there was two 
two uh, officials there. And there's look, a flag on the play. Oh, is there a flag? And, and okay. I was going to say, Reed Listen kind of turned on the Jets when he hit the edge. I can't imagine it's anything but a hit up around the helmet. It's, it was uh, tackled very high. I didn't see uh, that. Now the Panthers are moving backwards later. Maybe probably a holding call. Probably going to be a holding on but, the Panthers. Wow. Holding on the Panthers. I think you and I both. Yeah, it very well could have been a holding, but you and I both saw the hit on Liston uh, over on the sideline. So that'll be will still be still be just second two. So the Panthers really, you know, instead of inside the fifteen, they they still got second and two from the looks like twenty seven. So not so bad. Second down and two down for the Panthers. Back to pass. Wash. He's these guys are sending everybody but the kitchen sink and the Panthers haven't adjusted. He lost three or four yards on that one on the sack. Uh, Coach Clark's very animated with some of the offensive linemen as well. He should be on plays like that. You gotta give your quarterback time to, to throw the ball. Lim's had more sacks tonight, I think, than he's had all season. Well, it's they lost six on that play, so it's third down. They lead 14-7 from the 30, oh no, the 27 or 28-yard line. So third and eight, if they get close, we'll probably see them go for it on fourth. Thatcher goes in motion. Back to pass goes Wash to screen, and it's just – an incomplete pass. It's going to be fourth down and eight. Well, I, I think the pass, I think the screen was set up fairly well. The ball was just overthrown, so it is going to be fourth and eight. And I and I can't help but think anything but Coach Clark's going to go for it here. And Doyle, going back to that offensive line, yeah, they've given up some sacks, but this is a very young offensive line with a lot of experience, a lot of juniors out there, a sophomore out there. I know Coach Clark's really high on this uh, group of kids. Well, it's fourth and long for the Panthers. Inside the 35. Wash. Going to be short of the first down by five or six yards. It's going to be the trailblazer ball. First and ten. So all the momentum is is right now with the trailblazers. If there's any momentum swing, it's with the trailblazers. And I think the guy that Coach Clark's really jacking at is his quarterback that he, he didn't make the right read because you could hear the coaches up here in the booth. Coach Clark was very animated with uh, the senior quarterback. First and 10, Panthers lead 14-7, 8.45 to go. They give it on a sweep. Picks up five or six on first down. Yeah, they, these guys have got to have a lot of confidence dropping 14-0, getting a turnover and a touchdown. Stopping the Union Panthers uh, the deep in their own territory, so well, the momentum's got to be wearing a white helmet. And right now is the time, if you're the Panthers, you've got to step up or all the momentum goes to the white helmets. It'll be second five. Clock moving. Panthers lead 14-7. Eight, eight-ten to go in the half. You've got to grab that momentum back, Panthers do. Quarterback on a keeper. He's going to get dropped for little to no, and that wasn't the quarterback. It was the quarterback, but it was Connor Elder, not uh, the freshman. Well, the Panthers uh, closed very fastly on play, made a nice tackle out there, so it uh, brings up still third and about five. Third and five from the 37. Now, uh, Wiener 
comes back in. Asher Wiener, the freshman, he's back in at quarterback. Back to pass. Chasing him down, he just pitches it. His, his brother, he just kind of underhanded it like a la Patrick Mahomes, and it was incomplete. And I, I, you know, that's interesting because I didn't think his brother was all that close to the play. I mean, it was, a, it was definitely. A, I'm getting rid of this. I, I'd have to think here, fourth down in this, this part of the field, that you're, you're going to punt. Well, I haven't seen a lot of different personnel in for uh, Gardner again. Last time it was a short punt type situation. He kicked it rugby style and uh, did not get off a good punt. Well, they are uh, definitely the quarterback is definitely still in the game. Trips to the near side on fourth and five. Back to pass. Out in the flat, short of the first down. It's going to be Panther football. Man, I, I'll tell you what, if you're Coach Mordelson, I just don't understand that. Fourth down in that part of the field, I guess you're the hero if you pull it off, but he didn't pull it off. Panthers need to capitalize on that. Yeah, that, that was a couple yards short. It was a complete pass, but the Panthers had that one. Cover. As we said, Coach Cornelison is uh, one of those guys that he's going to gamble a lot. That was a gamble that uh, did not turn out well. Still 14-7 Panthers with 7.15 to go. Now they, they've got another possession with excellent field position. This is where they started their last possession. And we've got some timeout Gardner Edgerton. So, you know, again, I, I just things that you look up and you don't like the way it looks. And, you know, in that this end of the field, you, you definitely don't want to uh, have the wrong personnel out. Now, I know the Panthers have had the last, at least the last time they had the ball, maybe the last two times they had the ball, that Edgerton's just, we, our, our offensive line's kind of been like a sieve. I, again, I don't know whether it was they're setting up something. Uh, uh, screen pass or what, but uh, uh, they're penetrating our offensive line right now. But I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna make amends. I, I'm sure that uh, Coach Panera has been visiting with the gentleman on the sideline. And our online listeners again tonight: Gardner, Kansas, Edgerton, Kansas, Liberal, Dallas, Oklahoma City, Chicago, Kansas City. As we say every week, once a Panther, always a Panther. We've got a good ball game here tonight at Panther Stadium. First 10 from the 41 of Edgerton. Panthers lead 14-7. Quick pass out in the flat. Caught 30-25. Get run out of bounds at about the 20. It looks like Reed Liston. Well, you can tell when Reed Liston catches the ball. He's one of those guys that he's got really deceptive speed. This kid, he can burn, and when he catches the ball, he uh, – turns on the Jets, and he picks up a nice first down for the Panthers. You know, and I see that kind of strategy, Kevin. Maybe they're trying to loosen it, loosen it up for the run. You know, they're setting up the run because Wash has passed a bunch tonight. Quick pass, caught. Reed Liston inside the five. Well, now they're going to mark, yeah, just barely inside the five. First down, Panthers. Yeah, once again, just a nicely delivered ball from Lim Wash out to Reed Liston. You, you really have to capitalize down here. If you're Gardner Edgerton, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, that uh, fourth down going for it looms very large right now. Well, it does with the Panthers just inside the five, first and goal. They lead 14-7, 6.40 to go in the first half. And threatening. 
Wash, they pitch it out to Edwards. He gets to the outside. Touchdown, Panthers. Well, that time, that time Edwards picked up good yardage on a nice block. And you knew once he hit the edge that he was going to head toward the corner. Nice touchdown for the Panthers. Yeah, that was just a foot race to the corner of the end zone. And Edwards won. And he's going to win most of those. And he won that one. Uh, he's one of those guys that's a legit 4-4-40 guy. In high school, to say you're in a legit 4-4-40, we hear those little games all the time. But this kid's done it. And, uh, yeah, just a sophomore. Well, and you and I know enough college coaches, and they've, they've all told us, if you got a high school kid that runs a 4-6, he's fast. And, uh, you know, we've got one that runs a little bit faster than that. Yeah, it's so rare to see a high school kid running those kind of times. I know the places that he's run it, and uh, as I said, they're legit times. False start on the Panthers, so that the extra point was good, but they're going to have to redo it from five yards back. But that still shouldn't be an issue for Scott Simmons. He's got plenty of leg to put it through. The all-important extra point coming up. Panthers lead 20-7. to Good snap, good hold, ball is up, and it is dead down Broadway. Panthers now lead 21-7 with 6.35 to go in the first half. We say, you know, as coaches, you always look at things and you go, what should I have done on this play or that play? I can't help but think right now, Coach Cornelison saying, wow, I I just dealt the wrong card on that play because Panthers capitalized on that. the missed fourth down conversion. Well, what I saw on that drive right there, Kevin, was, and I don't know how Coach Panair is handling it on the sidelines, but I, you know, I thought our offensive line was very, very worked very good on that drive. Well, and, and, and you know that Coach Clark, Coach Panair, the offensive line coaches, they're down there telling those kids, this isn't us. This is, we don't get shoved back in these situations. And I think uh, from offensive linemen to Lim Wash to Dylan Edwards, those guys came out on a mission on that series. I'm looking at Coach Panera down there, and he's got his offensive linemen, his starters and his number twos around him, and, and they're talking a little bit. Of course, they've got a they've got a TV screen for real time viewing anymore. I mean, you can't you can't just try to tell them; you can show them. So, and and I think that's better when you can show or they can actually see what. Uh, is needed to be done. I think that helps. Yeah, without a question. And you know, the last time Simmons kicked off, he kicked the ball into the end zone. So uh, we expect uh, another kick like that. The wind has really died down tonight. I it, it gusted today, 25, 30 miles per hour. Now the the flag's probably uh, half the time. It's not even blowing. Simmons will be kicking off. I really can't pick up a number. But look, it looks like back deep is uh, Jake. McClure, he's the deep man. High end over end, it's going to go in the end zone. And uh, it's going to be first and 10 from the 20 for Edgerton. This is, uh, again, another opportunity for the Panther defense to step up. This is a Panther defense that started the season with a lot of question marks. A lot of guys graduated, and we've uh, forced some young guys to step in. And You know, they've grown up a lot in, in what's been a shortened season due to COVID. Yeah, they have. They have grown a lot. I don't know how good they could be if they had two more games. They give it on a sweep. Guy breaks into the clear. The Panthers, I thought, had it played, but he cut in an alley. He got a first down. Depending on the mark, you're right. He's going to pick up 10 yards on the play. You know, 
we, we knew Gardner Edgerton was going to run some flex, but they've been primarily in flex so far tonight. Looked like Tyler Butash or Butish on the carry. He picked it. Well, we, I thought we had him for a very short game. He got through there and found a little alley. Then he kind of just pushed his way for two or three more yards, got a first down on that play. Straight ahead, hit hard, going to pick up maybe a yard, I think. Panthers really packing the box on the play. They 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 knew that it was probably going to be a run on that situation. They packed the box hard. He's only going to pick up about a yard. Well, he picked up maybe a half yard on the play. It's going to be second and just over nine. Panther defense, like I said, they were crowding the box. They, they were really daring uh, Gardner Edgerton to put the ball in the air. Panthers lead 21-7. Clock moving, 5.30 to go in the half. Back to pass. Over the top. It's going to be well overthrown. Panthers had those both those guys covered. One of them was uh, Lindsey. Had his guy covered, and it looked like Clemens had the other guy covered, and the ball was just a bit long. Well, and once again, part of the reason it was long was the Panthers were putting pressure on Wiener on the play. So it's third down and a little over nine yards to go for a first down. Clock stopped 520. Panthers again. They lead 21-7. We're in the second quarter. Spread offense pretty much. Quick pass to the outside. The receiver was not looking, so the ball fell incomplete. And you know what you're seeing? I mean, I don't know about you, Doyle, but what you're seeing is a guy that's going to be a really good quarterback someday. He's a freshman, and he's that play was ill-conceived. I mean, he threw the ball, and there wasn't really a receiver that had even turned around. Well, again, they're not showing. They're not showing punt formation. Panthers aren't buying into it. We'll see if they shift into it. Surely they won't go for they, it they fourth have. and nine from their own thirty. Now they shifted into a short punt, high snap, rugby style kick. Knox fielded at the 30, 35, 40, He's got 50, a ball. 40, still on his feet, 25, 20, gets inside the 20. Down to about the 15. There's a late flag. Yeah, it's going to be a celebration, I think, on the Panthers. They had several guys that left the bench area, but Tanner Knox, what a great job by the senior. The punt was uh, over his head. He fielded it like a center fielder would, turned around, and you could see the wall set up. Tanner did a great job of taking it down deep into Gardner-Edger territory. I'm assuming we're going to see a celebration penalty. We'll wait and see what the call well, is. I, I know you can get outside that. Uh, 25 to 25 this year. They, they, we've had kids down in, and coaches down inside the 10 or 15 yard line. Yeah, so we got I don't called that, for one last week too, though. I don't know that they're going to get that. Well, we're seeing you know, White Hat and the uh, line judge are having quite a conversation on what the call may be. So that maybe maybe that bodes well for the Panthers. We're getting ready to find out. Anyway, if, if there's no flag, it's on the 10 yard line. So we're going to see what's going on. And they're still talking about it, so we'll we'll have to see. But I, I would suspect if it's anything, it's going to be celebration. Uh, it couldn't. I don't think it'd be anything else. Post play, personal foul against the Panthers. So that, it was it was a post play foul. I don't know what the foul was, but it moved the ball all the way out to the 
25-yard line. Now, still a nice return by Tanner Knox on the play. And Panthers are uh, threatening to put more, more points on the board with uh, already a 14-point lead. Yeah, it was a personal foul of some sort, so maybe it wasn't celebration. But, you know, there was a bunch of Panthers down there. I mean, these are kids. They were celebrating, you know, celebrating the big play. First to 10 Panthers, 5-0-1 left. They lead 21-7, ball on the 25-yard line of Edgerton. Back pass. Got a man open just out of the reach, and I think it was Reed Liston again. Pass intended for Reed Liston. Well, I was, I was looking to see the official was just getting back the ball quickly. But, you know, going back to that penalty, I saw the line judge walk by and had a real quick chat with Coach Clark. Coach Clark tapped him on the shoulder like, I get it. I know. So that's, uh, you know, one of those calls that uh, whether it was a celebration or what, uh, Coach Clark agreed with the call. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't too worried about it. All right. Now we got second 10. Panthers lead 21-7. Reverse, again, to Reed Liston. He got a good block on the outside. Cuts inside. Going to get a first down. And that could have easily been a late hit out of bounds. Yeah, you know, and, and again, Liston, once he hits that edge, you can see the reverse set up. I was waving my arm. Man, cut it up, cut it up. Reed saw it. Picks up good first down yardage. So the Panthers uh, are sitting on about the 11. First to 10 from the 11. So that means they can pick up a first down without scoring a touchdown. So the Panther offense seems to be getting untracked. Well, and I know you said something about Derby missing two games. Keep in mind, Gardner Edgerton missed two games to start the season. So both teams evenly matched in in, in that uh, situation. But we're not worried about what Gardner Edgerton missed. <laughs> Looks like the Panthers are going to call timeout, and, and probably a good call. It, it, there seemed to be a little confusion, and uh, Coach Clark didn't. Didn't hesitate. Well, we, no, we've had a situation where we were down in this area, and due to a couple of penalties and, and a couple of sacks, we got moved all the way back, and it ended up, the net result ended up in Gardner Edgerton picking up a loose ball from Lim Wash and taking it to the house. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's it been a pretty entertaining first half. Uh, you know, the game, 21-7, but, uh, you know, the Panthers have pretty much dominated their defense has pretty much dominated the uh, Gardner Edgerton offense. Just just heard a score over the PA system. Uh, uh, Junction City was beating Washburn Rule 28 to three, I think. But. This is another golden opportunity for the Panthers that. Uh, you sure want to come out with seven. They they gave a score in the Manhattan East game, and I couldn't pick it up. First and ten, Panthers from the 11. Edwards, big hole. Touchdown, Panthers. Well, that time Dylan Edwards looked inside, made his little jitterbug bug move, and there was no question he was going to take that one to the house. So now the Panthers uh, have, have extended this lead to 27-7. to seven. Well, I, I think the passing game has loosened up the Edgerton defense a little bit, and you know, that's going to open up again. You know, they'd stopped Edwards the last two times he carried the ball. He scored two touchdowns or a touchdown each time. Like I said, you can stop him sometimes, but he's going to, he's going he's to bust gonna get in on his. You. Extra point is up and it is good. So Panthers lead 28 7 with 441 to go. And the lights are going on and off here at Panther Stadium. Uh, 
this is part of the new uh, the new look for Panther Stadium, and this time next year it's going to have a new home side, and I'll probably come out and watch them tear it down, maybe shed a little tear. Well, you know, and I, I've seen a lot of Panther fans. They making comments about, hey, it's the last time my senior son's going to play here, yada, yada. And, and, you know, it may be. It may very well be, but there's another bracket. You know, you got to see what happens on that other side. And we very well could. We, we, we know if we're fortunate enough to win, we're going to travel to Lawrence next week. But from there, you could host another game, depending on how things pan out. If we if – we, well, it, I, I don't want to talk about next week. <laughs> we'll wait and talk about next week at the end of this game. But, uh, yeah, no question. I, I, I'll guarantee you, the Gardner-Edgerton side, Coach Cornelius and those guys, they're not ready to, to fold up the tent quite yet. Again, lots of game left. 441 and a half plus the whole second half. Panthers do lead this one 28-7. And, and again, I, I hope I didn't jinx our defense. They they defense has been playing pretty good against the edge of the offense. Well, it, it's getting used to the flex mode. I mean, you, you, you we faced it a couple times, but you got to get back in the sink with it. High end over end is going to be fielded at about the five. 10-15, gets out to about the 22, maybe the 23-yard line where Edgerton will have it first 10. Well, that time Gardner-Edgerton wanted to field the ball. The last couple of, of plays, they could have caught the ball on the two. They just opted to let it go in the end zone. This time uh, they bring it out and uh, pick up a uh, decent yardage. Good. That's a second tackle in a row on a kickoff by Miles Wash. So. That's great to see the young sophomore doing that. First to ten. Give it on a cross, crossing play. Panthers shut that one off, and they're going to lose a yard, maybe two. And you know, Kevin, you may you may be right. He's getting used to that 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 uh, flex bone. We haven't seen it. We've seen it once, but it wasn't really executed as well as these guys are executing. Well, that's what you do. It's a it's a hard hitting offense. It's, it's it's quick plays, and we always talk about it. You, you got to have athletes to run the flex mode. Clock moving. Four minutes to go. Panthers lead twenty eight seven. We are in the second quarter. Second round of the six A state playoffs. Back to pass, and it's good. Oh, they're going to call pass interference. I was going to say it was good coverage, but the official saw it different than I did. Wow, you know, and then those are those plays that just kill you because the ball, I mean, really it wasn't that well thrown of a football. It was just kind of thrown up, and uh, we had good coverage on the play, but our guy was running right with him, and, and he very well could have had a hold of a jersey or, or what have you. But, and the other uh, side of that is, was that ball even catchable? You know, because it was overthrown, so it wasn't even catchable. So, you know, you've got to factor that in. You can't just blatantly throw it. No, but I always look at the Derby sidelines to see their reaction, and I didn't see any of the coaches going too ballistic on the play. But, you know, unfortunately, the ball, the, the, the foul does go against the Panthers. KDKQL. pass rolls to the far side and just kind of scoops a pass out to somebody i don't know who well he, he's doing a, he gets back here and he's doing a reverse pivot out of the out of the play and i don't know whether it's designed or not but he's trying to just kind of scoop the ball out and it, it didn't work it looked like tyler butash he, he and again he's again all of patrick mahomes he does that little underhand flip and that's what he was doing after his reverse pivot second down 10 panthers lead 28 7 340 to go 
They give it on a cross, crossing play. Picked up two. It's going to be third and eight from the 40. Okay, I guess it's always good to emulate Patrick the Holmes, the Holmes but to, to, to really replicate it is tough. Yeah. Third and eight, and I, I, I suppose after uh, what we've seen from uh, Coach Cornelison, if they don't pick anything up here, if they only pick up a couple of yards, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't go for it. Uh, and and you got to look at these situations, what what the Gardner Edge is trying to achieve. And you know, got third down and long here. You you got to get some of this back on this play. Ball's on the ground. I don't I don't think the Panthers got it, but at least you know it probably cost them a yard or two. Well, it's going to bring up fourth down. Yeah, it's fourth down and ten now. And I think it looks like we got some more guys coming on and some going off. So you got to assume that Coach Cornelius is going, all right, I'm, I'm trailing by 21 here. I darn sure can't give up the, the ball here. What they do is they try to get an easy five out of the Panthers. And if they don't, they've been shifting the quarterback over to the side and decide to punt. They may take this one down for a timeout. Well, they're letting the clock run down, the play clock. That's exactly what they're doing. They've called a timeout. I believe that's their third timeout of the half. Uh, yeah, it might be their third. I... Hey, you know, that one didn't pull it. You know, the clock got down to about 15 seconds. The whole gardner Ezra team just looked at the sideline and stared at them. So it was uh, obviously one of those plays that I don't know if you're Coach Cordillison or you, are you really that kind of gambler that you're going to go, hey, let's take our chances here, go for it again, and give the Panthers this kind of build position. Well, I don't I don't see you going for it. I, I see you punting it away and giving it to your defense. Panthers lead 28-7, two minutes, 14 seconds to go in a half that's – you know, really, the Panther defense has dominated this half. Oh, without question, and the offense started clicking. They they started picking up some key blocks, and uh, this is a this could be a big fourth down play for uh, Gardner Edgerton. We'll see if they shift. In. I think the punter is uh, Butash, but I'm not sure. No, they're going for it. Guy out in the flat. No, short, he get it. short of the first down. That's two times that Coach Cordell's rolled the dice to get this Panther defense, and you got to question it. I mean, you really got to question the calls. Panthers are going to have it on the Edgerton 45-yard line, first and 10 with two minutes to go, and they've got at least one timeout. Wow. That 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 play fooled me. I just had no idea that he would have – I mean, if it had been fourth and five, yeah, and all I can think is that you know I, I, they've got to feel like they're in desperation mode at this time. First ten Panthers. Fake reverse. They give it to Edwards. There's a penalty marker. It's not going to matter. He's going to pick up four, maybe five, but the Panthers are probably going to get called for holding. I'm going to guess. Well, the flag came out very quickly. There is a penalty marker down. Number two, Ethan Reynolds on the tackle for the trail. Don't have a call yet. It, it's, it's thrown from the area of holding, so we'll – Chop block. block. on the – oh, on 
Gardner, my gosh, you never see that. Oh, you you do see it every now and kind of like a holding call. You do see that. So obviously, what Gardner Edgerson did is they came in at the Panthers and chopped us. So you know that's a big penalty. Well, it had to be two of them, one high, one low. That's what a chop block is. And uh, that boy, that helped Derby. That, I mean, that was a 15-yard penalty. Taking which which it all would have only been about a three-yard gain. Yes, all the way down to the. 25-yard line for the Panthers. They show motion. Back to pass. Wash throws it up in the end zone. Touchdown, Panthers! Wow, and Wash again. What a call by the senior. It looked like he was having a lot of trouble, and then he ends up getting the ball out of his hands for a score. There's a, there's a yellow hanky laying at about the 30-yard line. And 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 we're we're hearing from one of our guys. It's probably a roughing the passer call against uh, Gardner Edgerton, and no one's moving back. So I gotta assume and that's, that's what, what the is. call is. So again, you go back to Lim Wash. I thought he was gonna run the football, and all of a sudden he looks downfield. You saw a Panther in the end zone all alone, very nicely uh, orchestrated play by Lim Wash. Well, that that's gotta you know that's. That's got to blow you up a little bit, Kevin, after after what we saw here on fourth down. And, you know, a chop block penalty on the defense, which you don't see very much. And then just a nice pass by Lim Wash into the corner of the end zone. I see you, Lim. And the kick's good. But, no, you got to go back to that's two times that Coach Cornelius is going for a fourth down set, and, and he's missed on both times, and the Panthers turned around and scored on both opportunities. I think it was Caleb Brown on the on the pass reception in the end zone. Couldn't pick up the number that well, but I, I think it was Caleb that caught the ball. Well, right now, you know, you look over in the Gardner-Edgerton side, it has lost some wind out of the sale. There's not a question. That you, you, I, I, I hate to keep picking on him, but I, I just got to keep questioning those fourth down calls. Well, I mean, if they were on our 30. Or a big 40, difference. Yeah, it's, there's a huge difference. But, you know, I don't know. We don't know what's going on. So we'll just take the breaks and hopefully just continue to capitalize. It's 35-7 with 146 to go. Now, Garter Edgerton will get the football to start the second half. <laughs> Back deep for Gardner is Jake McClure. He's the middle guy, so I, I would imagine he's the one they want to get the football. Back there with him, I think, is Devontae Pritchard. The Panther kickoff team, which is a good thing. They've gotten a lot of exercise tonight. Simmons is kicking off. High end over in. It's well, wow. Well, that was after the penalty. Oh, there was a penalty. Yeah, he kicked off the 45. So I didn't shoot that. Just, I had this bar right down the middle. <laughs> I couldn't see what yard line they were on. I would have loved it if he kicked it that far, but it was another penalty on Gardner Edgerton. So Gardner Edgerton's getting a little bit out of their comfort zone at this point. Ball's on the 20. Panthers have it, or Gardner has it. Panthers lead 35 7, 146 to go in the first half. They give it on a sweep. Again, the guy gets all the way out to the same 
same play that they ran 30 or 40 yards in the first quarter. They get all the way down to the Panther 45-yard line, the exact same play. Well, and I was getting ready to say that Panthers have done such a good job in starting stopping all the off-tackle plays and the gimmicks with the with the flex. And the one play that has hurt us has been that outside run, and Gardner turns around and picks up huge yards on that play. Yeah, Tyler Butash, or Butish, was the ball carrier, and he's burnt us twice. They give it to the other tailback this time. He gets hit and dropped for after about two, maybe three yards on first down from the Panther 45. They're now down to the Panther 42. Clock moving, 120 to go. They don't have any timeouts left. Edgerton. No, Pritchard got up very slow after the carry, and uh, he's still in the ball game. So good to see that he was finally able to hop up. He's he's on the sidelines now. They give it again to the tailback. He makes a couple Panthers miss. Going to be first down just short of the 30. This is the best offensive showing that uh, Edgerton's had tonight. Yeah, good to see Pritchard back in now. Like I said, he was rattled a little bit. But I gave the last two plays aren't going to make Coach Wiedrich real happy. First and 10 from the 31. Again, they can't stop the clock. Panthers lead 35-7. There's 45 seconds to go in the first half. That's so okay you, to bend. You just don't want to break if you're in defense. you got to figure they're going to throw, put the ball up here pretty quick. Back to Play. pass. Oh, should have been picked off. Well, it gosh, should have been right picked off. Guys I, there's got to have been a penalty flag thrown on that play. They, uh, Gardner Edgerton had two or three guys moving. Jenkins, the ball went right through his hands. <laughs> and I'm, I, I don't know how you didn't call a penalty on that. Going to be that. Going to be still 35-7. 34 seconds left. First and second and ten from the Panther 31. Back to pass. I think they got it this time. Oh, Panthers they got that. it. But they, I tell you, the receiver for Gardner Anderson was blown up after the catch. Ethan Reynolds on the catch, but uh, there was. Three or four hankies hitting the ground. So I think it was Corey Aikens that blew him up uh, once he caught the ball. And, you know, but yes, that time they caught Gardner Edgerton. It was very similar to the play before. Yeah, they call it an illegal shift. So that's going to bring five yards back. So it's going to take it back to about the 36, where it'll still be second down, but it'll be second down and 15 with 28 seconds to go in the half. Yeah, you want to bend here, you don't want to break. Uh, the, the nice play on that reception was Panthers had read the play perfectly. Second, 15, 28 seconds, 19 seconds, clock running. On a keeper, the quarterback, he just got lit up. My goodness, Knox just nailed him. Tanner Knox just knocked his socks off on the play, I tell you. He's going to get up and know who number 14 is. That's going to end the first half. Panthers are going to go into the half leading 35-7, to seven, it looks like. Isn't it fun how people feed off different things? Tanner Knox has hit. The Panther sidelines just erupting around him. You know, those are those kind of hits that you just don't forget. Yeah, he, he uh, really lit the quarterback up. And uh, 
it was a good hit, a good hard hit, you know, a good football play, and uh, it, it's pretty good. So Panthers are going to lead this one. I, I, I think they played a pretty good half uh, defensively. The, they had a couple of plays there on that last drive, but when they needed to when they needed to shut them off, they did just that. You know, Noel, what I got to look at and like is I have not seen the Panthers this pumped up in a long time. These kids are on fire right now, and you, and you love seeing the emotion out of them and you know, it's just it's fun to see, and I'm, I'm with you. I think that short of that one series where the Panthers had a couple penalties and then we got the sack and Gardner-Edgerton was able to pick it up and score, Panthers have, have really played lights out on defense. It's, it's been a good first half for the Panther offense as well as the defense, and, uh, you know, you can't ask for much more than that. Uh, this 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 is a big game here, and, and you know, both these teams are, are pretty darn good or they wouldn't be here where they're at. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how the second half goes. Yeah, no question. And, you know, you like to say, you know, we keep talking about the stadium rebuild, the new locker room and all, and you'd like to say, hey, both teams headed to the locker room. But as small as the locker rooms are here, and it's a nice night, Gardner Edgerton is, is standing outside the locker room over on their side. I know the Derby guys, they usually will send a few in and the rest of them go out the back door to stand. And with COVID and all, I know Coach Clark's made that comment too. He says, you know, I bring my starters in there and I get the other guys out and I bring in another group of kids. Yeah, and you know, but that's going to be gone next year. Supposedly they'll have a new locker room built and it, it'll be it'll be pretty good for the kids next year. That whole stadium revamp is, is going to be nice. And, and uh, you know, I'd like to say I can't wait to – to see it but you know i'm just i just get another year older so you know maybe i can't wait to see it panthers lead big in this one 35 to 7 this is panther football on the live 105 kdkq your home exclusive home for panther football on the radio we will be back It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Making plans for the special day? Paz Photography offers engaging photo sessions for couples, engagements, and weddings. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Paz Photography. You can reach them at 631-5417. Paz Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas. Located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther Football. Come, Flabbit, how am I going to get to the Derby Public Library when I can't get this car to start? Don't worry, Granny Cletus. We can use the library's online learning resources to help. There's a section on auto repair, small engine repair, and even a database for hobbies and crafts. 
Great idea, Mooney Pie. Now I can fix this rust bucket and learn to juggle at the same time. Granny, be careful. Let's crank up this car and hit the town. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles in Derby, Kansas. With their two certified master ASE technicians, they offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Wilhite Automotive is located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 316-788-0514. Locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991, specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and they can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 in Derby Panther football. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium where Panthers lead at halftime, 35-7 in a, in a game, really, you know, except for one miscue by the Panthers, which was a fumble that Edgerton picked up, took in for a touchdown. The Panthers' offense and defense has been playing pretty well. Uh, they have. They played well on on really all sides of the ball. I mean, the special teams have played well. I know that's a, a big thing with Coach Clark. We thought they played pretty well special teams-wise last week, and all he could talk to us about earlier in the week was special teams. I wasn't happy with them. I, I need to get them better. And, you know, that's uh, the perfectionist side of, uh, of Coach Clark. And, you know, I, I talked to so many different coaches and Everybody respects this Derby coaching staff, and they go, man, you get in a tight situation, you know the Derby coaches are going to be prepared. Yeah, and, and you know, it's funny about, about the special teams thing, but, you know, you, you talk to a, you know, a lot of college coaches, a lot of professional coaches. Special teams are a big deal for them, and, and, and that's, that's number one, I think, for Coach Clark anyway. He wants his special teams getting after it, and for the most part, they do. Well, Doyle, let's go ahead and get into our halftime stats for tonight's ball game. For the Panthers in the first half, 14 first downs, Gardner-Edgerton 10, rushing yards, a bit of a surprise. Panthers out of their comfort zone a little. 16 attempts on the ground, just 70 yards, while Gardner-Edgerton has 20 attempts on the ground for 123. Yeah, the only thing I could make a comment on, they had two plays uh, that got to the outside, and I think they picked up. 80 or 90 yards. Yeah, 80 or 90 those of those yards on those two plays. So, you know, it, 
And it's the same guy in the same play. Passing yards, that's where the Panthers have really come out tonight. Lim Wash, 9 for 12 for 120 yards. Gardner Edgerton, just 2 for 11 for 11 yards. Wow, that, that's uh, that's unbelievable. But you know what? The Panthers have had to put the ball in the air to slow the uh, Edgerton rush down because, you know, they've been – at one point I saw a whole series – where Edgerson had all 11 players five yards from the line of scrimmage, and that just tells me they're daring us, daring us to pass. And yeah, totally, we, we total, total yards in the first half. Panthers 191, Gardner Edgerson 134, and Doyle, again, that tells you with only 191 total yards of offense that the Panthers have had some short fields to yeah. work with. Yeah, they have, and, and you know, they, they've got that, you know, not, not necessarily by – I mean, the defense played great, but there was two uh, two fourth down plays for by Edgerton inside their own territory, and you know the Panthers scored on both of those. They they held them out, and uh, they ended up scoring both of those times on that uh, fourth down plays. Well, that's a huge stat. Fourth down conversions. Panthers 0 for one. Gardner Edge 0 for four. And as we know, two of those were going for it uh, in Derby territory. Panthers turned around and capitalized with scores. Both times, uh, it, if I remember right, both times they were pass plays and the Panthers were all over it. I mean, they, they just the, – the corners and safeties are just playing a – the back four, they're, they're playing a good ball game so far tonight. Individual stats for the Panthers uh, in the first half. Lim Wash, 9 for 12, 121 yards throwing the football. Reed Liston, 6 catches, 81 yards. Caleb Brown, 1 catch for 26. Trayvon Rose, 1 for 7. And Tillman's, 1 for 7. Again, 121 yards in the air. Lim Wash, 8 attempts on the ground for 54 Dylan Edwards been put in check pretty much tonight. Seven touches for 21, but two touchdowns. Reed Liston, one run for 13 yards on a reverse play. Again, the uh, big stat we like to see at halftime, Panthers lead this ballgame 35-7. to Well, and, and you know, like, like we've talked, you can, you can shut down Dylan Edwards, three, four, five plays, but he's going to pop one. I mean, that's what they used to say about Barry Sanders. He might lose two or three yards on a couple plays in a row, then he might bust a 50-yard, you know. So, you know, this guy's a, this guy's a dynamic runner, and, uh, you know, you could tell at least through the first half that was one of the big things Gardner wanted to do was stop Dylan Edwards. Well, and they're putting a lot of pressure on our run game. We said the uh, Panthers had two sacks for minus 18 yards, and, well, that, as we said, the one score from Gardner Edgerton came off some penalties and then a sack and, and Lim coughed up the football and they, you know, they're all that was there was white helmets to take it into the end zone. Short of that, uh, Gardner Edgerton really hadn't had much offense. Yeah. Panthers lead this one big so far, uh, 35-7. Gardner's going to get the ball to start the second half. Uh, uh, this is Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ. You're home for Panther football on the radio. We'll be back. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. 
Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. For nearly 45 years, since 1975, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States with quality construction and building services. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. You can see homes, churches, strip malls, and other buildings they built all over our community of Derby. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788-3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. Biddle's Auto, located at 300 South Baltimore, is here for all your car needs. Offering oil changes, tires, battery replacement, and repair of mechanical issues. Biddle's is always there. Biddle's Auto can be reached at 633-3121 and conveniently on Facebook. Biddle's Auto, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. It's Shawn Michaels, and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. This week, we'll hear from Clay Cross about an ailment that affected his singing career, and Larnell Harris tells us what it means for him to be in the GMA Hall of Fame. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 262-3-Rewind. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Christian Music Rewind, this Saturday at on Alive 105. In need of some weekly inspiration? Join New Spring Church every Sunday at 11 a.m. on Alive 105 for encouraging worship and a message from God's Word that will equip you for the week ahead. Let faith arise. The kind of faith that we live, the kind of faith that functions, the kind of faith that the crowd around us doesn't understand. And when we begin to demonstrate the kind of faith that nobody can figure out, then we can actually become the light of the world. Learn more about New Spring Church in Wichita at newspring.org. Take a ride the Join me, Larry Wayne, this weekend for a six-pack of Top 5 Flashbacks. We're going to take you back on this date in 1982, 1983, 1991, 1993, 2000, and 2002. That would include the Imperials, Point of Grace, Amy Grant, and a whole bunch of others. We've got a six-pack of top five flashbacks this weekend on Streets of Gold. Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. 
Man, we're back at Panther Stadium, and uh, we've got a uh, pretty good ball game here for your Panther fan. It's, it's 35-7 before the second half starts. Uh, like we said before, we went to one of our breaks. Gardner Edgerton will get the ball to start the second half. Right now, they're in their mandatory three-minute warm-up period. We're, we're about two and a half minutes away from the start, so while we got some time, I want to bring you up to date on what's happening on, in 6A on the east and west side of the brackets. Uh, tonight on the east side, Olathe North, they're 7-1. and one. They're playing uh, Olathe Northwest 3-3. Three and three. Olathe Northwest beat Shawnee Mission West 42-0, and Olathe North didn't have a game. They had a bye. The other game is uh, Blue Valley. They're 5-1. and one. They beat... Blue Valley West, 38-7. They're going to be playing Blue Valley Northwest. And they're also 5-1. They beat Blue Valley North Northeast, 42-14. whole lot of Blue Valley schools up there. On the lower half of the eight, the late east, they're 6-1. They beat Shawnee Mission South, 41-6. Their opponent is Blue Valley North. They're 5-3, and, and they beat Shawnee Mission they beat Shawnee Mission North 47-13. So Blue Valley North advances on. Then Olathe West, they beat Olathe South 21-11, and they're playing Shawnee Mission Northwest, and they had also had a bye. So two teams on the other side had byes. On our side of the bracket, Lawrence had a, had a bye. Uh, they got a COVID bye from Dodge City. Edgerton and the Panthers are playing. Edgerton beat South 37-13. Panthers beat Southeast 62-0. On the lower side of the bracket, Wichita East is playing Manhattan. Manhattan beat Old Garden City 21-20, and Wichita East beat Campus 46-6. The last game on that side, Washburn Rural, they're 20, they beat Wichita West 21-6. They're playing Junction City, who knocked off Free State, 42-21. Those are the games this week in the 6A part of the bracket, both east and west. Well, Doyle, I, I said before half that the kids are all jacked up and playing with a lot of enthusiasm. They're in all black uniforms tonight, and they're, the, the music is blaring ACDC back in black. And, you know, it, it's, it's a neat atmosphere here tonight. We said the crowd isn't as big as it normally is due to COVID, but the people that are here are fired up, and the kids, uh, they came out of halftime and seemed to be really pumped up. Yeah, I agree. The, the crowd is small, but the people that are here are absolutely fired up. Gardner Edgerton, they probably brought, I'm going to say, 100 people just looking across there, maybe a little more than 100. So it's a pretty good crowd for them as well. Yeah, and, and, and Gardner Edgerton is going to get the ball to start the second half. They did uh, win the toss. They deferred to the second half. So, uh, you know, this is a big statement. I think if you're Coach Cordelson, you got to come out here. And really anything, when you're trailing 35-7, to seven, anything but seven points on the board is, is a loss. Yeah, you got you got to get some offense going uh, against this Panther defense, which so far tonight has played played pretty good. Simmons will be kicking off, and it looks like, I'm, I'm guessing back deep in the middle is Jake McClure. And, again, that the middle guy is who they really want to get the football. 
He's back deep with Devontae Pritchard along with Ethan Reynolds. Those are the three deep men. So we're ready to go. Second half of football. Well, I'm sure Coach Clark told the kids keep the keep the metal to the, the pedal to the metal line this second half. Don't let up. You, you know yeah, Gardner Edgerton has nothing to lose at this point. Got to be able to do that. High end over end by Simmons, and it goes into the end zone. So that's the second second one he's put in the end zone. Maybe the third one he's put in the end zone tonight. So Simmons is showing a little bit of leg tonight. But again, I go back to Gardner Edgerton. Those are balls that they're hitting right at the goal line. If you're a type of receiver that wants the football in your hands, you could catch those and, and, and not step into the end zone. But uh, they've opted to let them go in and start from their 20. First and down, first and 10 from the 20. 35-7, Panthers just starting the third quarter. Straight ahead, Panther defense shuts that off. The ball looks like it's loose, but I think Gardner recovered the ball. And I think it was loose. You're right, just for a second. You saw a couple Panthers dive in, hoping that uh, they could come up with a turnover. But first down uh, goes nowhere. Carter Dewey, Dewey was the ball carrier. Panthers in their standard 3-4 defense, and it's been very effective tonight so far. Second and 10. The, on the sweep, again, they get a first down. Is that same play? Taylor Butash, he picked up 12 or 13 yards, so... On those three plays, he's got to have somewhere in the neighborhood of 85 yards. And, again, they're out of the – nothing fancy. I mean, they're really not doing anything fancy. They're kind of hitting outside a left tackle on the play, and, uh, you know, they're picking up good yardage. That's the one play that has been successful. Picked up – looked like you picked up 12 yards on the play. And on a keeper, it's a different quarterback. But they've done that a couple of times. Uh, they put Kirby's pointing that they have the football. We'll see. They must have called him down, but Panthers came up with the football. Picked up five or six. I think it was Connor Elder on the keeper that time. They br- Now they're bringing the freshman back in at quarterback. He picked up six. You know, if there's any question that Tanner Knox is 100% from the ankle injury, he, he looks to me to be 100% easily. Again, there's that sweep to the far side of the field. Panthers, this time, they do a little bit better job on it. I think it might be short of the first down, but not not more than about a yard. It's going to be very close. No, they're, they're giving them a first down. Whoa. Yeah, it was, it was a, I think on that it was the difference of which nose of the football you wanted to have. Yeah, which foot you spotted it with. Because that was, it looked like he was a little bit short to us up here, but again, we don't have the. We don't have the view the officials have. 35-7 Panthers. Third quarter. Ten minutes left. They give it to Pritchard. And he gets maybe three yards on first down. Now Gardner Edgerton hadn't come out with anything fancy. They're just coming out trying to do what they do, and that's uh, run the football down your throat. Picked up, it looks like he picked up three. Spotted at the forty-five. The only thing you got to think if you're Coach Cornelison, you're 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 trailing big here. You got to put points on the board quickly. Yeah, and so far they're running the football, so that that doesn't help in the clock. 
clock continues to run. Back to pass. Over, and it's going to be well over the head of the intended receiver. I, I tell you, I, I saw one of our guys, our corners, looked like he might have pushed off a little bit. So we might have, you know, that, that ball was uncatchable, but we might have got lucky there. And he threw into double coverage on the play. And, you know, I, I agree with you. I was like, man, did he push off? But then I also saw the corner immediately run into the official, like, he's holding on to me. He's holding on to me. So, you know, maybe a good no call out there by the back judge. Yeah, you like those good no calls. Let the kids play. And they give it again to – this time the Panthers stop the, the little bit of a sweep to Butash. That's going to bring up fourth down situation again. But I, I think if you're Coach Cornell's in here, you probably got to go for it. I mean, you trail 35-7 to seven and – the ball's, uh, you know, if you're not going to go for it when it's on your 48, uh, I don't know. Well, again, you, you went for it on your 40 or 35, so you got to figure he's going to go for it here. This this could be a big play, momentum-wise. Back to pass, rolling to the near side. Caught, first down and more. On the Panther 35, down to about the 33-yard line. Well, they, they, they picked up the first down, and it looked like we had a couple Panthers that gave up on the play. I don't know whether they thought he was going out of bounds or what, but he's able to cut back inside and pick up about seven more yards. There's a good, good game on that fourth down play. But it's going to be 34-yard line. First and 10 for the Trailblazers. First and 10 from the Panther 34. They give it to Pritchard to the near side. He falls forward, picks up, uh, oh, shoot, he picked up five on first down. So Gardner's starting to chew up a little yardage uh, on the ground against the Panthers. Well, and, and I agree with that. I mean, that's what they go to. That's what they're trying to have success with. But, you know, the clock's down to, to seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter. And again, you trail 35 to seven. I, I just think you got to put points on the board quicker than that. Second and five. Again, they give it on that same play, and he picks up close to a first down. He picked up four and a half yards. And again, that's that's there's nothing fancy about that. We're just not playing it. And it's going to be uh, just short of uh, moving the markers. That uh, that play's worked every time they've ran it. It seems like so. You know, it's kind of like coaches said when we talked to him tonight. You know, he'll just run the same play in the same play till you stop it. Yeah, and exactly exactly what he said. He's this guy will dial up the same play five times in a row until you stop him. Third down and one from the 25. Panthers lead 35-7. Straight ahead to Pritchard. First down. He doesn't get a whole lot more than that, though. That stops the clock just long enough to reset the chains. He picked up a couple, which which he only needed one. So, you know, Panthers brought in an extra defensive lineman on that uh, on that series, knowing that uh, Gardner Edgerton was going to run the football. Clock moving, six thirty left in the third quarter. Panthers lead this one, thirty-five-seven. This is the first possession of the second half for either team, and they've almost used up half the third quarter. Exactly, and again, you gotta you gotta put points on the board fairly quickly at some point. Getting to the outside, 
get bumped out of bounds hard was Ethan Reynolds. Ethan Reynolds on the carry. It looked like, uh, again, out there, you have, you have Tanner Knox out there. You got uh, uh, Corey Aikens out there. You got several guys that are going to deliver the blow. Looks like the Panthers are going to bring in another lineman because they, they took out one of the safeties, looks like. And that's what they did earlier. And they just they just took out one of the safeties. So I'm guessing they're bringing in that fourth down lineman. And that's what they're doing. So they're trying to trying to stop the run game. Again, this time they get Butash. They throw him for a big loss. Again, that's that same same play. Doyle, it was the same exact play, and you saw him. He was immediately hit by a Panther. He tried to bounce it outside and get around him, and it didn't turn out well. The Panthers swarmed him. So great call by Coach Wietrich uh, with his defensive unit. Third ten now. But you know this is four down territory for uh, for Gardner. They got wideouts to the near side and one to the far side. Now they show motion. They give it to the motion man, and he gets hit behind the line of scrimmage and sneaks out of that one. Uh, ball's it. on the ground. I think Panthers have it. And they do. And they do. So what turned out to be a drive that was had eaten up almost seven minutes goes goes the opposite direction for Gardner Edgerton as the Panthers have the football in their hands. Well, that was a good defensive those last three plays were very good by the Panthers. They brought that fourth lineman in, and that seemed to slow down these, these uh, uh, wide runs by uh, Gardner Edgerton. Well, and you said it. Man. We had him nailed for a big loss. He spins out of it, and while he's fighting for, for extra yardage, you see it so often. You know, the kid just battling, fighting for yardage, and uh, the ball comes loose. Panthers have it. That's exactly what happens, trying to be aggressive and just, just trying to battle. First and 10 Panthers, they show motion, back pass. I believe it's caught out there for about a five-yard gain. It looked like Thatcher. And it was. You know, what a way to open up you know, your first series uh, with the lead. They come out. I don't think Gardner Edgerton expected that at all. Second four. And by Thatcher, I mean Drake Thatcher. 29-yard line of the Panthers. Second and four, Panthers show motion to the near side. Straight up the middle goes Wash. First down, 40, 50. It's a foot race, 30, 20. Caught at about the 10-yard line. Wow, that was just a limb washing. He stepped back, he found the opening, and just took it to the heart of this Gardner-Edgerton defense. Doyle, if the wind doesn't get knocked out of your sails after already trailing big and you drive the ball, you keep the ball in your hands for, for you know, the majority of the uh, third quarter, now the Panthers are knocking on the door again. Going to be first and goal from the 10-yard line. 51 yards on the carry. Motion by the Panthers to the near side. Again, this time they give it to Edwards. He just slipped on the turf. He had a, a lane to run through, but he just slipped. Yeah, he was probably going to hit pay dirt if he, if he doesn't slip because he cuts up field and if he just came out from underneath him or he had a lot of room to run. What do they call that? The turf monkey or something that reaches up and trips you? Anyway, he lost, I think, three on the play. Going to be second goal from 13. 
Back to pass goes Wash. Over the top, Liston, touchdown Panthers. That was a nice catch by Reed Liston. He went up high. He wanted the football more than Gardner Edgerton did. Nice pitch and catch again from Lamb Wash to Reed Liston. They're having a heyday tonight. Well, what a again, I, I think you touched on it earlier. What a what a deal. Uh, we recover a fumble deep in our own territory. They use up. All but about five minutes of the third quarter, and we go down to score three plays later. So that's got to be a little bit of a downer. Boy, if that's that was just absolutely a super extra point by Scott Simmons. It looked like the ball was kind of fumbled a little bit, and Thatcher got it up there. And he, he had to hesitate, and he hit that thing. So it's now 42-7 with 3.42 to go. Panthers have it for Let's see, I think they got it with 518 left. They score 342 left. Well, and again, Lim Wash takes the ball. I mean, he, he just makes the right read, takes the ball down to the 10-yard line to nice uh, offensive series for the Panthers, With and they only had the ball for about a minute and a half. Yeah, it, it's going to be uh, Gardner Edgerton's ball. And, you know, I, I think I can feel a little bit better about maybe talking about next week. Uh, you know, it looks like we're going to travel to Lawrence next week. Uh, they're, they're, you know, I talked to somebody up at Lawrence today on another issue, and they're, they're just expecting this. But, you know, so I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to make any predictions. We've well, got to win. win tonight. That takes us back to some ball games with uh, Lawrence back from uh, the, the early to mid-90s where Derby and Lawrence were just perennial state uh, state contenders. Yeah, we uh, we played them three years in a row in, in the state championship game. We lost two of them and won, won our first one in 94. But, you know, it's, we, we have a little bit of history with Lawrence. May not, maybe not be uh, recent history, but we've got a little history. Ball's going to be taken at about the five by, I think, Pritchard. Gets out to the 20. Finally gets taken down at about the like 28, 29-yard line. They'll have it first 10 from there. And I think you'll see the Panthers starters, at least on defense, remain in the ball game for a while. Well, I, I think you – yeah, this, this, this game's far from over. I, I, I totally agree with leaving them in the ball game because – Edgerton's going to leave their starters in the ballgame. Well, and you, you know, no you, you, you got to feel fairly comfortable, but weird things happen. And, you know, Gardner Edgerton is well poised at doing the uh, onside kick. So you got to, you got to still be a little cautious here. They give it same, that same play got to the outside, picked up five or six on first down. It, it's just a, it's just a, a sweep or a jet sweep, whatever you want to Number call 12, it. Quarterback Butash reverse pivots, hands it off to Butash, and that play's been very successful for him. And, and, you know, the offensive line here at Gardner Edgerton is coached by uh, Coach DeCraft, and uh, he said they're a young, uh, young group of guys that his freshman class, he's a freshman coach also, that he's really excited about that group. Straight up the middle to the fullback, and he's going to get enough for a first down. Out close to the 40. 32, Carter Into the ball game for the Panthers is Cole Minton. I'm sure he's coming in at a linebacker spot. Well, we have a Panther down on the turf, so I think that uh, may be what we're seeing too. 
you know, going back to Coach Decrap, I, I, I said I talked to him last night uh, on the phone. I've known him for, golly, uh, I mean, 35 years probably, about as old as he is. And, uh, you know, he talked a lot about uh, coaching the freshman team and what a special group of kids he has down there. And he says, man, I think we're going to be really good in the coming years. I'm not he's sure. I'm not sure who the injured Panther is, but he acts like he might have got the wind knocked he's out of him. Oh, I know. I, I got to know. It's it's Andon Carpenter is the injured Panther, and it look, like I said, it looks like he might have just got the wind knocked out. I think Andon's fine. I, I'm with you. I think the way he's mo- moving around, uh, it, it looks like uh, that would be the be the case. <laughs> If you're, if you're not sure how big he is, he's uh, a junior, 6'1", 250. Cole Mitten's back on the sidelines, so. And if you're Gardner Edson, you got to capitalize pretty quickly to get back in this ball game. A little bit of an inside sweep. Oh, oh there's got to the be a block in the back, and they don't call it. And he gets all the way down to the Panther 41-yard line. Wow, that was a, you know, I know our coaches were going ballistic and half the crowd. Cause that was a uh, big-time block in the back that uh, did not get called. Well, sometimes that happens. Panthers lead 42-7 to with 2.30 to go. The ball's resting at the Panther 41-yard line, first and 10 for Edgerton. Straight ahead to the fullback. He gets lit up. I don't know. Tanner Knox again. I'm telling you what, Tanner Knox is like a cannon being shot and dialed tonight. I mean, he's had a couple of hits that are just – football fans, you understand, these are big-time hits. Number 14, <laughs> Knox finished it off. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Picked up three on first down. Well, you, you know, you run into those players at certain times that honestly don't understand. I mean, they're looking somewhere 10 yards behind you when they hit you. Tanner Knox has delivered a couple of those blows tonight. Second down and seven. They give it again. Number Butash, he picks up a first down, and there's a late flag. Usually that might be on the offense, but I'm not going to say right now. That was thrown by the line line judge on the far side of the field. You know, you got to assume that's the call, but we'll see. Well, I I think they're pointing to the Panthers, so we'll see what it is. Face mask. Fifteen yards, added for the yeah, that'll that'll move the football. Yeah, that that's a tough penalty. You don't you don't want to miss that one. I mean, you want to make sure you get that one right. They missed a they missed a block in the back out here, but you don't want to miss that one. That's that can be dangerous. So Gardner Edgerton back in Panther territory here. Well, they've eaten up. I mean, literally ten minutes of the, of the third quarter on the on the ground. They got it on the Panther 16, first and ten. Clock moving. They give it straight ahead to the fullback. He kind of ducks. I think there was a missile flying in at him. He kind of hit the ground on that one. I tell you, you, you know, you're, you got something wrong with you if you haven't seen what number 14 for the Panthers has done on a couple of those plays. Picked up two. Panthers lead this one 42 to seven. We're under a minute to go in the third quarter, and, and you're right. Uh, uh, 
Edgerton's had the ball with the exception of about a minute and 40 seconds of this quarter. They give it again to Butash. This time the Panthers play that little sweep. And again, I, I'd like to know. I mean, they've run that thing, I'll bet you, 10 times tonight. Well, and we, and we were told that, that, you know, he would just stick to what's working. And, you know, you're going to wind out probably the fourth quarter or the third quarter here. Edgerton in no hurry. I, I, I think they know what's uh, in front of them, and they're just uh, taking all their sweet time. Well, they've got 13 seconds left. They might get one more playoff if they choose to. They don't have to because the play clock is higher than – and the Panthers jump. It's going to be a five-yard penalty on the Panthers. So they, they accomplished something. Well, they're, they're – and you got to give Gardner Edgerton some credit. They're going on some hard counts, and they do it when their guy's in motion. Panther defense being aggressive, uh, they come across. That makes it third and about two. And you know this is four-down territory. Well, we know it's four-down ter territory for Coach Cornelson. He goes for it when he's on his own 30. That ends the third quarter. Panthers lead 42-7 in a quarter that all but a minute 45, Edgerton had the football. This is Panther football in a live 105. KDKQ, your home for Panther football on the radio. We'll be back. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this week for worship as I play the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week my special guest is Derek Bonneau of Fellowship Creative. Creativity, you know, that's the first thing we know about God is He's creative and we're made in His image and the church should be the most creative place on the planet. But great creativity and the people we all look up to and respect takes work. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with my special guest, Derek Bonneau of Fellowship Creative. Worship with Andy Chrisman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. If you love smooth jazz, you're going to love Sunday nights on Alive 105. Sunday night from 8 to midnight, it's Christian smooth jazz featuring gospel jazz and emerging format, blending elements of gospel, R&B, jazz, smooth jazz, and praise and worship music, creating a contemporary sound that is inspirational, passionate, and musically complex. Join us every Sunday night, 8 to midnight, on Alive 105 for Christian Smooth Jazz. We're back in Panther Stadium where, uh, while we were away, it looked like they started the, the fourth quarter a little bit earlier than they should have, but uh, they ran one play, picked up the first down. It's now first goal from the four. That's followed up after a 15-yard penalty on the Panthers for face mask. Now, Gardner Edgerton, first time they've really been in Panther territory on their own trying to get a drive together. Give it to Pritchard. He's short of the goal line. Going to be a yard or two short, so it's going to be second goal. Again, Panthers lead this one 42-7. And, you know, Panthers only had the ball about a minute and 45 seconds last last quarter. Edgerton controlled the ball the whole rest of the of the third quarter. But if you just joined us, uh, Edgerton, their, their one lone touchdown came off of a fumble recovery that they scooped up and took to the house. But now they're uh, threatening with the ball on about the two-yard line of the Panthers. Second goal. They give it on the sweep. Panthers made a great play. I think there's going to be a 
couple yard loss, Colson Searing. Uh, Colson Searing uh, came in immediately from his linebacker position and uh, made the tackle, and Pritchard is back on the ground again, getting up very slowly. Well, that was uh, Butash again on the carry. That's Again, I keep saying it, that same sweep. Butash carried the football. Pritchard's going off the field. Yeah, he's, he's hurting a little bit right now. Anyway, it was a couple-yard loss, so it's going to be fourth and goal, or third goal from the four. Quarterback, a little bit of a pass out in the flat, wide open, touchdown. But that was a, a well-designed play that time by Gardner Edgerton to get uh, some points on the board from their offense. First, first real points of the night for Edgerton uh, quarterback. Well, you know, they, they, they had a guy that was deep, taking our corner deep, and I'm sure that was probably a, a linebacker's responsibility, but he filled in between there, and it was, it was a good call, a good play, good catch. Edgerton scores. Extra point attempt is good. So with 10.04 to go, it's now 42-14. And you're right, that's the first offensive score by uh, Gardner-Edgerton tonight. And that just adds a couple more minutes to their time of possession in the second half. And they haven't been in any hurry. You can tell. I, I think Coach Cornelson, the handwriting's on the wall. I, you know, he ate up a lot of the third quarter on the ground. But even at times when it would be, hey, I'm in a hurry-up offense, he was eating up the whole 25-second clock, getting his guys to the line of scrimmage. Well, it's going to be Panther ball, and, and it, it, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if the starters come out for this possession or we go a little bit with some number twos. Uh, it, it's, it, I, I would think the game would be over with, really, 42-14, but you just never know. I, you know, I don't know in this situation. I don't know that I blame Coach if he comes out runs them a series I, I you know it's a it's, it's one of those coaching decisions it's you know you, you ask 50 percent of the coaches it's hey i'm gonna pull them out not risk injury but it is 42 to 14 and stranger things have happened and, and the offense has only been on the field a minute and 45 seconds here in the second half so i think you give them at least one more series at least panther hands team is standing at about midfield well, you, it, you look at our deep guys, they're up, they're sitting on about the 30s. So no question in their minds, they, they, they're they pretty sure Gardner Edgerton is going to onside kick. They've done that on every kickoff they've had tonight. And it's Jake McClure kicking off. Jake McClure on team. Now the Panthers are back release a little bit on their secondary guys. Panther receivers backed up just a little bit. Gardner's going to get the delay. That's going to back them up another five yards, which you know, I don't know that it makes a whole lot of difference in this situation. Edwards is back deep. He's the guy you really want to get the ball, but, you know, do you think he'll see the ball? I, I, I don't think they'll kick to him. Now it looks like some kind of an onsider, and it is just a little pooch kick. And it was fair caught at the 40. As soon as it was in the air, the Panther player just went for the fair catch, kind of made a center field play, center fielder play. 
Bell Thatcher made a good call on the play. Uh, just, you know, hey, I, I need to catch this ball and go to a knee and, and uh, give it back to my offense. Yeah, so it's going to be first and 10 from the 41 yard line of the Panthers. And yes, the Panthers are coming out with, it looks like they're starters. And, you know, I, I can't blame them. They're ahead 42, but again, they've only had the ball minute and 40 seconds here in the second half. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's a good call by the coaching staff right now. They give it to Edwards. Makes a couple, three guys miss. Still on his feet. Spins out of a tackle. Gets to the wide side of the field. 50, 45, 40. Finally gets run out of bounds inside the 35. What a spectacular run. Well, that was all Dylan Edwards on the play. He got hit immediately, bounced backwards, got hit again. He looked like the uh, pinball machine game. I mean, he just literally got to the outside and picked up all that yardage on his own. Great run by Dylan Edwards. Balls all the way down to the 31-yard line of Gardner with 9.50 left. Again, Panthers lead 42-14. Panthers are looking to the sideline to get the play call. Biggest run of the evening by Dillon. Lim Wash on a straight keeper. Gets inside the 25 down to about the 22 or 23-yard line. Noel, I'm sure you saw what I saw on the play. They bid on Dylan Edwards so hard that it made it so easy for Lim Wash to go, I'll read that, I'll cut up field, and uh, he picked up good yardage. He had a nice little alley to run through. And, again, you know, if if they continue to key on Dylan Edwards, that's probably why Wash is having such a good night running and throwing the football. Second two for the Panthers. They lead 42-14, and they're threatening. Again, Edwards straight up the middle. Touchdown, Panthers. <laughs> well, Dylan Edwards is one of those guys that at the 15, you're able to say touchdown, Panthers. He turned on the afterburners, and there was no question that he was going to find the end zone. Another minute and 40-second possession for the Panthers here in the second half. Just That was about a, I don't know, 59-yard drive Three plays orchestrated pretty much by Dylan Edwards. Well, there is not a whole lot of running backs in the state that you could call out at the 15 in traffic. Hey, he's gone, but Dylan Edwards is that special of a running back. Well, the kick was blocked. I'm looking for a flag because it. They've been they've been close to blocking a couple of them tonight. That time they got in, and, and you know that's not going to make Coach DeMore very happy. It's 48-14, Panthers 9.04 left in the ball game. Panthers up by 34, so you gotta, you know, you gotta figure this game is probably in the in the bag for us. And we're gonna advance on. We're gonna go to play Lawrence in Lawrence. Uh, you know, they'll be a tough out as well. Yeah, there's no question. I, I think what you gotta like is the Panthers seem to have really gelled. This is a Gardner Edgerton team that beat Mill Valley. You know, earlier in the season, as everyone knows, Derby opened up at Mill Valley. And, you know, I think all the stars aligned right on that night. I mean, the Panthers went up there and, and, you know, we weren't supposed to be in Garden or in uh, Mill Valley. We were supposed to be in Oklahoma playing. COVID drove us to to there. And, you know, I've talked to a couple people that that know and they said, you know, I said, well, how'd Gardner Edgerton beat Mill Valley? And they, they, you know, it was a good ball game, but Mill Valley's quarterback was out of the ball game. Another guy, they probably went in a little bit 
cocky into into Gardner Edgerton, and you got to prepare for for the uh, flex bone, and and they really weren't prepared. Well, this is a good this is a good Gardner Edgerton football team. No question, and a young as we said, a young Gardner Edgerton team. Their their future looks pretty bright. And, and I don't, I really don't see that young man at quarterback by the time he's senior. Heck, he might be six eight. <laughs> well, this is Gardner team that I believe it was just three or four years ago. They they were they were struggling. That program was struggling badly, and you know, of course, Cornelison's brought a new life to them. Pooch kick, and it's going to be a flag on the Panthers because they tackled the fair catch. So. I don't know. Maybe the ball didn't go far. Yeah, it went 10 yards, but I think they're going to have a penalty for the Panthers tackling the guy that called the fair catch. <laughs> and I know Coach Clark's talking to his kicker now. I don't think that was a designed, hey, I want to do that situation. And, uh, and you know, it uh, that happens sometimes. So that'll that'll advance the ball, I'm sure. On the team. And that's what that's calling. That's a big one. That's 15 yards kick, catch interference. You gotta a you gotta let the guy have an attempt to catch the football. The Panthers were right there when the ball was kicked in the air, and uh, it was a good call. It was a good call. And now Edgerton's got the ball on our 39. They give it straight ahead to Butash. He gets lit up after. The Panthers are really finishing these plays off so far. He picked up probably three on first down. Now Panthers are very aggressive, and as I as I look out there, I'm trying to see uh, new faces out there on the defense, and I I think we've made a few changes. I I know we have. Yes, we have. I just can't pick up all the numbers, but we've made some changes here on defense. That might be our our number twos. On the quick dive play, ball carrier picks up three or four on second down, so it's now third down and probably four and a half. And I think that's a good time to to get some of those guys out of the ball game because you really don't want to take a chance, you know, in in a ball game. At this point, uh, the the outcome's pretty much well determined. You don't want to take a chance on getting somebody hurt. Well, I see Pritchard's back in the ball game. He's he's went out Sean limping Davis. a couple times, but he's back in. I suspect we might see number twelve getting the ball. There he got it. Near side. Looked like a block in the back or a hold, but it wasn't called. But Panthers played it well. They did play it well. He picked up a couple. It's fourth down and one. Clock continues to move. They, you know, Gardner Edgerton's uh, controlled the clock in the second half. They just uh, Panthers score so quickly when they get their hands on the football. Looked like uh, Coach Wietrich had a couple of words for the line judge on the near side before he called the defense. Straight ahead, quarterback sneak. He's going to get the first down, but he paid the price. He got lit up as he got across the. Uh, Yardage for the first. Going to be first and ten now. Clock moving, seven minutes to go. Panthers lead 48-14 in a game that, you know, except for a fumble fumble recovery and a touchdown by Edgerton, Panthers have really, really dominated this thing. That that bodes well for next week. Back to pass. 
touchdown. Uh, Gardner, I mean, it was a nice pitch and catch that time uh, by Gardner Edge. And the number twos for Panthers were all in the ball game at, at that uh, that point. It was a good a good throw and a good catch by Pritchard. It, it, it was not an uncontested catch. Uh, Panthers were there. It's just he made a good play on the football. Well, those are those plays that you know. I don't care whether it's your twos, your threes, or or the uh, water boy in the ball game. Coach Weedrick, the defensive coaches, Coach Clark, all of them. They don't like to give up points. It's now forty-eight twenty-one with six forty-four left in the ball game. So we'll probably, I'm going to guess, we'll after the kickoff, which will probably be an onside or a pooch. We'll probably see some number twos in there. That might mean a uh, Derek Hubbard might be in. Uh, 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 Brock Zerger might be in at quarterback. You know, th- this game is kind of out of reach right now, and y- and you certainly don't want anybody hurt this late in the game. Well, no, and I and I I think you're right. I think at that point you're going to see some some fresh faces. Uh, your your starting kick return team will be on the field now because uh, there's there's no question what Gardner Edwards is going to try and do. Yeah, they haven't kicked deep all night. <clears throat> so it's there yeah there's no there's no question and, and like as we said you know we talked to coach clark earlier in the week and he, he knew that i mean they, they, again these guys they watch enough film on each other that they they pretty much know what uh, each other's going to do it just comes down to is your man better than my man there aren't any secrets are there <laughs> well we'll see the kicker's lining up like he's gonna kick it deep but he did that last time then switched off into a Kind of an onside position. I can't imagine him kicking deep. And he did. <laughs> By golly. Kicked that baby right in the end zone. We're going to get it on the 20. You know, right before he kicked, you could tell that's what he was going to do. And, uh, you know, maybe in that situation you're going, hey, I, I just want to kick the ball away. And, uh, you know, both coaches know what the outcome of the ball game is going to be. Yeah, you got to get. And Edgerton, they're leaving their starters in the ball game, which you know that's usually the way it is in games like this. But you know where you particularly see it's for the seniors. I mean, you know, you look at that and you go, "This is gonna be your last ball game of, the, of your of your high school career." So they leave them in for a little bit. Well, Zerger and Hubbard are in the backfield, as we predicted. Six forty to go. Panthers lead now, forty-eight twenty-one. That looks like Zerger on a keeper. He gets good yardage out to about the 27 or 28-yard line. Well, he did a good job of faking the ball to Hubbard. Hubbard's no secret. I mean, he's just a freshman running back, but everybody that's watched any derby tape knows that this kid can can uh, he can run. He's going to be a, a, a big contributor the next three years for the Panthers. Yeah, he, he's, uh, he's just about as fast as uh, Edwards, not quite. And they're both about the same size. Yeah, and it'd be impossible to keep those two out of the uh, backfield next year. Second down and three, clock moving, six minutes left. They give it straight ahead to Hubbard. He maybe gets back to the line of scrimmage. No, he's going to lose it. Well, maybe lose a yard. It's going to be third down for the Panthers. What a great dilemma if you're a, if you're an offensive coordinator to go, man, I got two of the fastest backs in the state of Kansas. Next year, you got to go, hey, Dylan's just going to be a junior and, and Hubbard's going to be a sophomore. 
That's pre- that'd be pretty hard to handle, one. <laughs> Number 71, Dalton. Again, it's Zerger and Hubbard in the backfield. Third down and about four now. Back to pass goes Zerger. The ball's blocked, intercepted. Now, the ball was tipped right out of his hands, and it went right into a Gardner Edge's players. Well, those are those weird situations you start talking about. Panthers lead 48-21. Gardner Edge has the ball here. They, they put points on the board. They do an onside. I mean, just weird things. That, that ball rolls weird at, at certain times. will have it. Well, I think, I think the Panthers still have it under control, but you're right. Stranger things have happened. They give it to Pritchard. He bites his way down for about three yards on first down. Ball's down to about the 15, maybe just inside the 15. It's going to be second seven. Panthers lead 48-21. They turn the ball over again, and uh, – uh, here we've got Edgerton deep in Panther territory. Well, Zerger was trying to, to do something just to pick up a first down and run the clock out. Instead, it's batted down by Edgerton and falls in their hands. They have a different quarterback. This time the Panthers play that run very well. Good job by the Panther defense. That was Connor Elder. Well, we've seen Elder come in the ball game a couple of different times, and usually it's when they're going to run the football with him. So now it's third down and about six and a half. One on the play. Back at quarterback is Wiener. There you go. They give it straight ahead. They get back to the line of scrimmage. It's now fourth down. I'm sure they're going to go for it. Well, okay, I, and no question about that. But you, you can see a little bit of sportsmanship. Uh, Gardner interested in trying to call timeouts. They're not trying to hurry up plays. They're just, you know, again, the outcome of the ball game was really decided in the first half. Fourth and three and a half, four yards to go. Back to pass. And he's in the end zone. It looks like if he catches it, it's another touchdown for Edgerton. He did catch it. So, you know, now now Gardner Edgerton's back on the board. You know, you're you're getting this ball game back in somewhat, you know, in range. What what we got to remember is these last two touchdowns were against non-starters. No question. No question. And uh, I think Edgerton, they're just – they're just wanting to play and get something out of their starters. Extra point is good. So it's now 48-28. Panthers will get the ball again with 329 left. All they need really is a first down, and uh, that takes care of everything. But again, I think at this juncture of the ball game, you, you know, your coach Clark, you're not liking seeing Gardner Anderson put points on the board against any unit you have, but you also gotta gotta think we're gonna play next week, and you gotta keep kids healthy. And the hands team is out. But you know, you gotta feel good. You know, your starters put 48 on the board, and your and your starting defense gives up one touchdown. You know, that that's not too bad of a night's work. Yeah, no question about that. 
You know, one of the guys on our hands team up on that front line is our quarterback, Lim Wash. And they kicked it deep again, and Derby didn't have anybody back, so they're going to get it again on the 20-yard line. And again, I have to say, I think that's a, a sign of sportsmanship by Coach Cornelson. I mean, if you really thought, hey, uh, you know, Derby hadn't put in their reserves, they haven't done those things, you're, you're going to go and, and kick an onside kick here, trying to get the ball back, put points on the board. But all it does at that point would be Coach Clark goes, all right, I'm pulling my starters back in the ball game, and, and we'll, we'll prove our – you know, that happened, gosh, Noel, where was that? Several years ago. Salina. Salina. I was going to say, I can't remember if it was Central or Salina South, but Panthers got in that situation. And Coach Clark, he said, fine, I'll bring my starters in. We scored within a couple of plays. And, and, you know, it, it was just one of those unfortunate situations. Well, the Hedgers into. have still got their starters in. 329 left. Seven. And it's Bishop Carroll, 35, 28. Five-yard loss by the Panthers on first down. I just heard a score that, uh, you know, is, is of interest. Bishop Carroll leads Hutch. 35-28 in the fourth quarter, so that's a good ball game. It is a good ball game, but, but not surprising Dang to me. Panthers taking their time, getting the play in. Now for the Second and 15 from the 15. Panthers from their own 15-yard line. Zerger and Hubbard in the backfield. Zerger gets dropped for another loss. Number 12, Rob Zerger, the ball carrier. That's going to bring up a fourth down situation. Going to bring up third down third and down, long. You're right. Third down and 16 from the 14. But I think if you see Derby, you know, if we don't pick up a first down here, you're going to probably have to see the starting punt team out to, yeah. to punt the football. Yeah, I, I would think you'd have your starting punter out and. uh We've only had to punt one time tonight, but it looks like we're unless we can pull this one out, it looks like we're probably going to have to punt at least a second time late in the ball game. Under two minutes to go, Panthers lead forty-eight to twenty-eight. Picked up two, two maybe three on third down, Here's so it's fourth down, and I'm going to guess fourteen to go. Now Panthers are going to use up as much clock here as they possibly can before they have to punt the ball and away. Two on the play brings up a fourth down and 14. Well, they haven't the brought the punt team on the field yet. Play clock's just about 20 seconds. Game clock at a minute and a half. Now they're bringing the punt team on. Yeah, they're, they're in no hurry. They want to use up every bit of this uh, clock they can. That's Luke Stewart back in punt formation. Four seconds to go, and they're going to get a delay of game. I, I don't know what that was all about. They were ready to, they were ready to punt it with six or seven seconds left, and nobody. So I don't know what. I think Coach Clark is not happy about that. Yeah, well, we've we've had a couple of those calls tonight. This one, I don't know that it makes a ton of difference. We hope we can get a good punt off here. The deep man for Edgerton standing on about his own 44 or our 44-yard line. High snap. Nice high knuckler. 
Number four said Panthers oh, down it at about so it was about a ten yard punt. They they Edgerton now has the football on our twenty two or twenty three. Punt is down at the twenty two yard line. First and ten for the Blazers. And yeah, they, just to remember, uh, you know, if you weren't able to, to catch all of tonight's ball game or you got relatives that want to catch it, anytime after 11 o'clock, you can pick up the podcast and, and uh, hear the ball game in its entirety. First and 10. And Edgerton has their starters in the ball game still. That was Butash on the carry. Yeah, we'll see if Gardner even, you know, they've got, they're going to have to run at least one more play, but uh, game clock's down uh, at 35 seconds now. 48-28, Panthers, 30 seconds left in the ball game. Straight ahead to the fullback. He's going to be short of the first down. I think 20 seconds the, to go I think in the ball be the last game. play of the game. Number 32. I really don't expect uh, Coach Cornell to even attempt to run a play. Panthers are going to win this one, 48 to 28, I think. Yeah, they're not going to run another play. They're going to advance on to the quarterfinals of the 6A state playoffs at Lawrence next week. Well, we can't always say where we know we're going to play, but it was a given that uh, whoever came out of tonight's ball game was going to play Lawrence. And Lawrence uh, had a had a game they didn't play this week due to uh, COVID, and so they were they're automatically given that next berth. Uh, Panthers uh, are uh, going to advance, so that's the good news is that we will advance to play Lawrence next week. Yeah, and and uh, you know, like you said, it was COVID. So how they work that is they give Lawrence a one to nothing win, and. Uh, so that's that's how they worked it. Dodge City could I don't know what their issue was with COVID, uh, it, but it was it was early on. I mean, it was early in the week that 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 issue came up. So you know, I, I just saw a couple of the players they couldn't help themselves. They went over to see Coach Decraft on the other side again. Coach Decraft coached some of these guys. I mean, he hadn't been gone that long, and you know, he's uh, he's a Derby guy and. You know, I know he didn't want to come down here tonight and lose to the Panthers, but, you know, he's a lifetime uh, derby coach. Yeah, it's 48-28. It was, but, again, you know, if, you, if you're Coach Clark, if, if you're Coach Clark and Coach Wietrich, you got to feel pretty good about your defense. They only give up one score, the starters anyway. So, you know, you gotta, you got to draw some positives out of that. And, you know, really the, the number twos played pretty well. Well, they, they definitely did, and it was, a, it was a strange ball game. As we said, the game was – really decided in the first quarter. I mean, it was decided fairly quickly, and Panthers did a lot of good things. They just did them with short short fields, and, uh, you know, I know Coach Clark, there'll be some things he's not going to like. He's going to talk to the kids about a couple of sacks he gave up early in the ball game, a fumble that we gave up, a blocked extra point. There's going to be some things that you know he's going to want to work on. Yeah, there's no, no doubt about that. Uh, you know, Panthers, again, like I said, they're going to advance to play uh, Lawrence in Lawrence next week. Uh, you know, Panthers win this one 48-28. This is Panther football on Live 105. KDKQ, your home for Panther football on the radio. We'll be back. I'm Donna Cruz. Join Keith Stevens and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. We'll honor the doctors, first responders, and veterans who selflessly served. I had a chance to meet that kid eight years later. 
and him just saying how a difference that made that he never forgot that um, his dad was a hero. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Keep the Faith with Donna and Keith, Saturdays 6 to noon and weekday mornings 6 to 9 on Alive 105. In a world full of uncertainty, it's good to know that the Bible is the unchanging rock that we must rely on in an ever-changing and unsteady world. At the Well Worship Center in Derby, you'll hear the Bible read, taught, preached from, and discussed. Pastor Joplin Emerson and the Well Worship Center ministry staff pray that each and every service becomes a real, tangible opportunity for God to move in the lives and hearts of those who are present each week. For weekly service times and more about the ministry of the Well Worship Center, check out our website at thewellwc.church. Sean Michaels and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. This week, we'll hear from Clay Cross about an ailment that affected his singing career, and Larnell Harris tells us what it means for him to be in the GMA Hall of Fame. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623-REWIND. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Christian Music Rewind, this Saturday at 5 on Alive 105. Join me, Larry Wayne, this weekend for a six-pack of Top 5 Flashbacks. We're going to take you back on this date in 1982, 1983, 1991, 1993, 2000, and 2002. That would include the Imperials, Point of Grace, Amy Grant, and a whole bunch of others. We've got a six-pack of Top 5 Flashbacks this weekend on Streets of Gold. Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. We're back at Panther Stadium where Derby's going to advance to, to the quarterfinals next week to play the Lawrence Chesty Lions in Lawrence after knocking off Gardner Edgerton 48-28. Well, Doyle, let's go ahead and wrap things up tonight with our end of the game stats. Uh, first down, surprisingly, uh, Gardner Edgerton led the Panthers with 23 first downs. Panthers had 21 again. I got to keep going back to Panthers played with a short field a lot of the evening. Rushing yards, Panthers 26 attempts on the ground, 189 yards. Maybe one thing Coach Weedrick won't be tickled with, he gave up 51 attempts on the ground, 236 yards uh, of rushing uh, to uh, Gardner Edgerton. Yeah, that, that's a little bit much. And, and yeah, he'll, he'll be looking at the video or, or the film to try to correct some of that stuff. Lim Wash had a good night tonight, 11 or 11 for 15, uh, 140 yards. Gardner Edgerton, 6 for 16 for just 70 one yards in the air. So the Panthers really shut down the passing attack of Gardner Edgerton. 329 total yards for the Panthers tonight, 307 total yards for Gardner Edgerton. Again, a lot of that yardage came after the Panther starters had been taken out of the ball game. Fourth down conversions, uh, Panthers 0 for 2, Gardner Edgerton 2 for 7, and again, some of those fourth down conversions resulted in, in big stops by the Panthers, the Panthers uh, capitalized by uh, putting points on the board. Yeah, it, it was a good defensive effort by the Panther starters tonight, uh, and, and like I said, even the twos uh, late in the ball game, they, they played they were pretty stingy. Yeah, Gardner scored a couple against them, but they were still pretty stingy. Individual stats, Lim Wash had a, had a great night tonight. 11 for 14, again, 140 yards in there. Brock Zerger was 0 for 1, did have that pick off of a ball that was tipped. 
In the receiving department, the Panthers had some guys really step up tonight. Reed listed seven catches for 94 yards. Caleb Brown, one for 26. Trayvon Rose, one for seven. Ben Tillman's one for seven. And Mercer Thatcher, one for six. In the rushing department, Lynn Wash again. He was the guy tonight. Ten carries for 123 yards. The sophomore Dylan Edwards, 10 touches for 69 yards. Reed Liston, one for 13. Brock Zerger, two carries for six yards. Again, Panthers, 329 total yards of offense tonight. And Doyle, the big story again. Panthers, 48. Gardner Edgerton, 28. And the Panthers advance. Yeah, very, very good night for Panther football, and uh, I'm sure they'll have their work cut out for them next week at Lawrence. This has been Panther football on Live 105, KDKQ, 105.9 FM, your home for Panther football.